up, everyone? Welcome to the 596th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I am your host, Steve. With me is Hannah. I am here. I have done almost nothing but play Pokemon for the last however many days since the DLC came out, and I am almost bursting with thoughts about the story, but we're not talking about the story today. <laughs> we, we are not. We will talk about the story next week. But Al is also here. Yes, and I'm here to do one thing only, and that's talk about the new Larry lore that dropped from the Paldean Winds episode this week. That's all. <laughs> that's the only important thing to talk about. We're here for Paldean Winds. We have Al back. We uh, kind of skipped over Al for the teal mask, which I don't think was fair since we had Al on for <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Paldea miniseries. Al, you like the teal mask? Give us a... <laughs> Uh, yeah well okay right very quick review of the teal mask then apparently yes no i liked it uh <laughs> i i i am not a fan of the forced uh um lying uh but uh, uh you know other than that uh i think it was it was good um but i prefer this one this one's better yeah 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 Han- hannah gave uh dead giveaway here we're not gonna be talking about the story we will be talking about mechanics the elite four members all have Somewhat of a story, uh, but I think it's important to talk about like maybe what they did with that and kind of push the story aside. Although there's a lot of other things we can talk about, so that's not like a pressing issue of like we need to talk about what you need to do in the flying trial, which I guess I technically already talked about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you talked about it wrong. <laughs> it's not reversed. Yeah, okay. and that's I- the problem. <laughs> Well, to be fair, to be fair, it might have been reversed on the build that he had. But yeah, the the first I I was really confused because I don't like inverted camera controls, and apparently I do like inverted flying controls. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which that feels was exactly wrong, but reaction. that's exa- yeah. I think I don't remember whether I pressed up or down because that was also two <laughs> months ago. And I had to remember. One feels right and one feels wrong. Right, right. (laughs) And I had to remember like 40 minutes of information because I like, I'm on a timer. I can't like do something and start like write it down. (laughs) Right? Like Nintendo rep is sitting there being like, you you need to hurry up. You have 20 minutes. She told me it was inverted. And so I think if she didn't say anything, I probably wouldn't have like, like, I don't know. When I did it again, we're talking about the flying of the, the, of, uh, what's her name? The trial, Amorous. Amorous. We're talking about the flying in Amorous's trial. I remember going through all the rings and only missing one in my Nintendo thing. And she was like, oh, yeah, you did way better than I did. And I was like, okay, cool. Look, whatever. And then when I did it again <laughs> for real, I did all of them just fine. Like, I, I hit all of them. And even at the end of that, I was like, I don't like this. Can you change it? And last week we talked about, boy, I hope there's an option to change it. They did that. If in the settings, yes. you can go in and you can flip it. And I think it's normal, but you turn on yeah. the inverted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like either. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell which one I like or not like. I absolutely yeah. had an instinctive no reaction to the normal. I was not flying well. But also, I think part of that was because I had turned off the camera tracking with the setting we got from the teal mask. And so I had turned off that setting, which mm. actually makes flying harder. I've found that when you are doing the trial, if you're trying to redo the flying trial, if you want to do really well, make sure your camera tracking is on. I think I have that off. I think there is something with the camera that makes it weird. Maybe that's why I don't like it. 
I'm going to apologize to all the inverted people. I think inverted flying is better, but inverted camera controls are bad. Yeah. That's, yep. Well, I think good and bad depends on your personal preference, <laughs> yes. right? But yes, I, I personally would, would agree with that. No, camera I'm controls non-inverted, flying controls inverted. I called everyone a monster for liking inverted controls, but I think I like it, but only for flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because that's how that's how flight sims have, have always worked, right? Because that's how planes work. And so if you've ever done any flying in any game, that is how it will will go. It feels like a weird decision to make this, especially as I think the camera controls were inverted by default, which is the opposite. I can't remember. It's been too long since I've started the game afresh, but I feel like I had to change that setting. No, definitely not. I no, restarted okay, a month ago. <laughs> I'm just misremembering then. I... I, I, there's something with the flight where maybe Hannah's right. The what did you say? Camera following. The camera tracking. Camera yeah. tracking. Okay, I'm gonna toggle that because like I just have. Okay, the thing about the flight is I'm glad it's in the game. It it works. <laughs> I I don't see a big use for it because I just walk everywhere or technically I don't know like drive everywhere. And the reason <laughs> I do that is because I'm picking up items off the ground. And I'm like looking at Pokemon. I find a lot of shinies that way. Like I again, I I don't really turn on Urban Mystica unless I'm specifically hunting for something. So I I don't know. It kind of feels like one flying is slower than just driving your bike. Like maybe it's hard it, to tell whether that's a perspective thing or not. Yeah, and then you I have to be part pretty of the close issue, to the ground to spawn stuff. You do. I think part of the issue is. There is no like boost in flying mm -hmm. um, and there is a boost on the ground so you can go faster on the ground. And in, in Legends, they had a boost when you were flying with the like on Braviary. You like hit it over and over. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, and I think this, the spawns is a good point because in Legends, you, were, you didn't have to be very high up at all and you were always spawning things on the ground. The number of times like I was flying and I would hear something sparkle on the ground and go down to get it whereas obviously the noise doesn't exist in this game as well so yeah if you're really wanting to make sure you catch all the shinies you're never flying but i mean in this game i'm actually really enjoying kind of skimming right above the ground making sure i'm not running into any of the tiny pokemon on accident but oh, close enough that you point. can see any of the pokemon that are spawning yeah. i also was using it a ton when i was farming bbq's uh quests blueberry quests because with all of the tasks that ask you to go from one, uh, uh, what's the biome? One biome to another, with combined with the tasks that ask you to go however many kilometers or whatever the measurement mm. is yeah, in this game. Yeah, like 500. Yeah, you, it counts flying. And so I would just right. fly from one biome to another to go get that photo over there, but I would also complete the task in the traveling. And so I was using it a ton then. Certainly faster if you're trying to get the ditto blocks. Yes. Does, it, does, does <laughs> again? I can't. I can't tell if flying is slow or if, if the game is just frame ready. I like that's <laughs> very blurry between those two. But it almost feels like gliding is faster than flying. Well, did you notice the gliding is uh, fixed in now? You notice that? So the the issue with gliding is always like you go a really small amount and then you start basically plummeting to the ground. Mm -hmm. which is not gliding that's just falling um but i i haven't figured out whether because i haven't opened up my other game where i haven't unlocked the flying to see whether it's the 
the update that's fixed it or whether it's flying that's fixed it, but that doesn't happen anymore. You can you can infinitely glide now. Oh. What? I went from I went from the middle of Paldea all the way to the bottom and that did not slowly it didn't do the plummeting. Yeah, just the normal gliding. It didn't That's suddenly do the difference. the plummet. And oh. I I suspect I suspect it's the flying that did that. Because my question was always like, oh, does this mean you could like fly for a bit and then glide for a bit and then fly for like so you're I tried, that tested the, that. You're saying not the update slash DLC. You're saying once you unlock flying from Amaris. I think it's that. I haven't tested. Okay. I haven't tested that. It could it could be the update. I don't know. I know there I'd, is I'd need to test that. momentum to flying. Like if you try to take off on the ground, you're like stuck in this like slower mode versus like. Oh, yeah. You got to boost before you fly. Yeah, you have okay. to boost. I did notice that. But I, I again, I think I think I'm maybe maybe I'm just bad at video games. But well, we all know that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like, I struggle to take off of the ground, not like a cliff or like a hill. Like for me, it's it's very hard to like boost and then jump and then like activate flying and then get away from the ground well, before hitting it's, it. It's four things, right? You have you have to boost <laughs> and then jump and then glide and then fly, right? You, you have, have to, to do the glide sure fly, fly which is the difficult bit. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's why I'm like, there's there feels like there's something wrong with the camera or the inversion. But now that Hannah mentioned that, I think I have to toggle that to fix it yeah so are you, are you boosting jumping gliding flying and then plummeting into the ground straight <laughs> <Correct>. away <laughs> <laughs> yep or there's like a ferrigraph sure that's up. like nah you're not flying you're gonna bump into me and you're gonna crash <laughs> they are surprisingly tall i never noticed that until until you can fly they are very tall like i said i think i think it's cool that the flying is there there's no surprise that it's like later in the game because that's how most games do flying is like we want you to walk forever before you get it um i think yes i i think i i'm fine with it being kind of late in the game like i think i'm fine with it being post game it does feel to me a little bit icky to have it in the paid dlc like you cannot get this if you don't pay for the dlc because you have to go through that story and that that just feels a little bit icky to me you know like that's not great yeah it does feel it does feel like this would have been an ultra feature right like if you're you're just thinking like Mm -hmm. ultra sun ultra moon this would be like well i guess they did actually do that in ultra it was called ultra wormholes you want to (laughs) fly they did that yeah but that was only in one very specific place speaking of uh flying and uh, running into Fergaraf. Can we talk about the the biomes real quick? We're going to be all over the place for this DLC uh, or for this this conversation because there's just like features we are talking about. Um, and I don't know if any feature is more important than the other. I guess, you know, <laughs> debatable on like what you like in Pokemon. But let's talk about the dome, the, the Terra dome. Uh, Hannah, what is your favorite biome of the Terra? I think that's even asked to you. I think the game will ask you what your favorite I think it does at some point. I think ask Lacey, you what your favorite. Lacey will ask it for you. Um, Maybe she'll say um, like that would that would that would require actually reading the text. But. Yeah, I think <laughs> in the terrarium, I like the music in the coastal biome, but I I like the actual biome of the um the cavernous rocky one. I'm forgetting the name of it. Oh, uh, oh, it's at the tip of my tongue. <laughs> The the one with the Amaris's one, yeah, yeah. I immediately entered that, and I mean, and it's Amaris's biome, so it makes sense. But when I 
first entered it when I was first playing through and getting to know the biomes, my immediate w reaction was, I can't wait to fly around here. Just because that one, there is so many kind of twists and turns and cliffs to fly through. So very fitting there. Okay, so uh, there's like a there's like a an Easter egg in that biome. This is like not a spoiler. This is just like understanding how a map works. <laughs> um, so south of Amorous's trial, there's uh like a a, a a cliff plateau that you can like land mm -hmm. on. Uh, for the audio for people, Hannah and Al both shook their head. They know exactly what I'm about to say. And uh, in that in that biome, that's where you find like the fossil Pokemon. Uh, and there's also like Altaria there and some other stuff, but there's uh, brilliant. How, uh, what are they? Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> uh, not brilliant. Uh, what are they the called? Terra. The, ter the Terra. Oh, Terra. The, the Terra. Yeah. There, there's a Terra Haxorus. And if you do get flying and you go up and you look down and then you go Google search the nature preserve in black to white to, it's the same m map or. It's mm -hmm. exactly the it's same. Exactly the same with the trees <laughs> and like the the gr the ground area and the little water thing, and it's, the Haxorus. And the Haxorus, yeah, that the Haxorus is the big dead giveaway, and it feels like that. It feels like the nature preserve in 3D, and surprisingly, the trees look pretty good there. I know, you know, we're always on tree watch on this podcast. <laughs> Ever since the those darn games of Sword and Shield, we got to be on tree watch. Tree watch, but that area genuinely. Looks good. Like I, I'm afraid to say that this DLC is pretty, <laughs> because I know people they're gonna come for you, Steve. I know they're gonna come for me. <laughs> but like, compared, <laughs> we're at low standard compared to Paldea, it does and actually Kitakami. and Kitakami. Yes, like Kitakami, I feel like is very very green and brown, and Paldea feels very I don't know orangey to me just because of all the mountains and stuff. But, like, this game, like, there was a point I was standing in the coastal region, and I, like, there was, like, palm trees, and then there was, like, a waterfall coming out of the mountain, and then there was, like, these bushes and flowers, and then behind that, you could see, like, the polar ice scapes. And I was like, there's just so much color here. Mm. There's a lot of color because the biomes are all in one place, and because there are a lot of different kinds of trees in the terrarium. And so I also walked in and... I can say that I think it's pretty because I have low standards for game visuals. <laughs> <laughs> I only really play Pokemon games for the most part. I think that this looks really uh, good, at least comparatively. Um, yeah. Look, I, li I liked how Legends looked, right? Okay, so. <laughs> Me too. Yes, I also liked how Legends looked. I like, did not I, like how Legends worked just I, because well, of the colors. Yeah, and this isn't just like I, I thought it looked good compared to things or, or relative to other things. Like, I I thought it looked a really good game. I lo I liked how everything looked in that game, but we're not here to talk about legends. Uh, <laughs> I like going along the 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 border between the biomes. Um, ah. I find that satisfying somehow. I'm not sure why or what the point is, because like not many Pokemon spawn near them. You mm. might but know the answer. One of you might know the that. answer. Do Ditto blocks spawn in? that wall i've never seen i have not others. found one in that wall okay. i've never yeah i've done the ditto thing 12 times i've never found them against the walls that's a relief yeah. um they've been on bridges and on little structures and stuff like that but yeah i've not seen going back to like the nature preserve uh obviously the blueberry academy is in unova 
Oh, yes. In, they yeah. make that very clear. Now, I don't think anyone has to be a rocket scientist to figure out what's happening outside of this game. Let me lay this out for you if you need help. They've remade Generation 1 twice. That would be Fire Red, Leaf Green, and Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. And they've remade uh, Johto, Mark Gold, Soul Silver. And they've remade Ruby and Sapphire, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. And then we got Gen 4 remakes two years ago. The, everyone loves them. Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. The, the hit game, right? I don't think in and any... Legends. And Legends, I guess, technically. I don't think anyone thinks... Sort of remake. Well, maybe, maybe some people that, like... Gen 5 is just next. It's always been next. Whether or not the Blueberry Academy exists, like, I don't think they'll just, ah, let's skip the Gen 5, go right to Gen 6 and 7, like. I don't know if they're going to skip it, but I do feel like they're starting to do different things in the newer games. And I kind of feel like, especially with the way the anime was kind of going right there at the end before the new one, Maybe they'll just start to merge them and have more than one region in every game from now on, since technically there are three regions in this game now. Yeah, with Kitakami. Like, I don't know if Ilka, like, I guess the the real question is, like, who's making a possible Gen 5 remake? Is that Ilka? Is that Game Freak? Is that, like, more Omega Ruby, where it's like, we're going to take artistic liberties, or is it going to be more like, bdsp is we're going to make a faithful remake except all of these parts are not faithful but these parts are like i'd be curious like i guess we're not going to spend the episode talking about that but like <laughs> I, I i guess the point i'm making is just because there's a bunch of unova references here doesn't separate that like unova is next anyways also like pokemon games just reference a lot of themselves well there's anyways. a there's a lion king reference in this game no so like <laughs> yes. i don't think they're making lion king so i think yeah there are lots of references one in particular that i suspect we're not going to mention uh but there's lots of just because it's a spoiler around things but there's lots of different references yeah a lot of gen 5 ones in particular but there are other ones as well yeah in the coastal biome uh it's uh the drift veil music remixed in a coastal way <laughs> yeah i mean there is there is unova music all over this entire dlc yeah and even in like uh the club room you uh it's just cr- like i i guess i have like the luxury of like playing in front of hundreds of people but when i changed the club room to the futuristic style i like mm-hmm. instantly knew it was pokey star studios uh and nice and on the there's like your instead of a TV you have like a command center because it's supposed to be Pokestar Studios and on the command center is like a giant like UFO almost silcoon like creature and my Twitch chat was like oh is that a new paradox Pokemon I was like nope that's a giant UFO that you fight in Pokestar Studios which like <laughs> all of like twenty people in the entire world did because everyone else avoided Pokestar Studios. <laughs> I, I certainly did. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm not getting the, the Gen 5 mm-hmm. references as much until I see them online. Because Gen 5 was like my first gen back after, you know, ever, ever, everyone certainly at our ages had that period of time where you weren't playing Pokemon. And gen 5 was my first one back. So I wasn't really playing it as much as I then played 5 and, sorry, 6 and 7. 
But uh, yeah, did it's fun to see you, people post about them. Did either of you look at the map before you defeated the gym leaders and scroll through the descriptions of each of the gym leaders? Yeah. Because Dis- each of them had a city that they were from. Oh. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. All of sense them were be- from cities in Unova. I guess that makes sense because, like, the biome is a school. Yeah. So, like, yeah. they couldn't be born in the... I mean, maybe they could... I, I, you know, I don't know what's <laughs> no, happening in the teacher's none of room. The, none of the adults... So, in Blueberry Academy, all of the students are young adults and children, which is different from in Paldea, where there are actually adult students, and I'm actually kind of sad about that difference. Oh, like when you're, like, walking in Paldea and you get, like, Grandpa, and he's like, I just passed yes. my test here, let's I battle. Like that. I like that in there. I was sad that Blueberry Academy didn't have any adult students. So Blueberry Academy is a standard school, whereas the ones in Paldea are uh, more like a college where you you can go back to it when you're older. Well, I mean, I think like it's, you know, really accurate. You know, you if you're not in school, you're already joining the workforce in America. So, you know, <laughs> fair point. <laughs> Capitalism starts as soon as education stops. It does make me question because I need to know. Mm, that's probably close, clo- too close to story stuff. Mm. Although it's not something that was mentioned, it's a lack of something. But the lack of something is probably still a spoiler, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, probably. then back to the map and back to the <laughs> descriptions of the gym leaders. Did you two notice that there were numbers, that they actually straight up numbered them this time to tell you which of the gym leaders... Sorry, they're not gym leaders. Elite four members. They feel like gym leaders. <laughs> um, which of them was hardest and which one of them was e- yes, easiest? This is, because this they is actually told us this time. Purely why I brought Al back. Because Al and I <laughs> had a huge argument a year ago about a specific order. And I said, right. Al, okay. if, if, you or, if you hovered over the gym leaders in Paldea, it would technically tell you the order. And then well, Al yeah, was I'm, like, who I'm, needs to read? <laughs> which is a good point. Very good point. <laughs> It does Look, do of all that the here. people in the world, of all the people in the world to accuse me of not reading, I don't think you're the one to do it. <laughs> but I will say, right, I will say, having known that this would be the case, right, because obviously, you know, we had that discussion and I then knew afterwards that there was this description. I still did not click on them and look at the description because I they forgot that that was a thing. in there this time. It wasn't even just the text... <laughs> hinting at which one was easiest there were numbers there was a ranking there i think there there is a big difference here though right because like what is difficulty when they're all roughly the same level right right yeah i think we're coming post game and it's a lot of it is to do with how well you prepared for that like i only lost to one of them and it wasn't the hardest one i'm guessing hardest one however you want to describe that the one that was listed as the hardest one on there i suspect Mm mm-hmm yeah, so they're 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 in order. Uh, well, not order. They're in like ranking. It makes sense, and this this yeah. also makes sense in the sense. Yeah, like they actually talk about the ranking also at some point, which is like actually really interesting and cool of like how the elite four actually works, which is like a like a neat little tidbit. But like they say, like Crispin is that's his name, Crispin. He's number yeah. five, and then Amorous is number four, and Lacey's number two, and then Drayton is number one. And then obviously Kieran is the champion. There, there's there, there's no spoilers there. That's like the, literally the like five seconds of the game. They're like, by the way, this dude's champion. So uh, <laughs> they they I I guess there's it would kind of be silly for them to like sugarcoat that who's the champion. They they like tell you right away. Um, that's like yeah. the opening of the game. 
they, they're, they're side note, side note, before I get completely distracted, you have to beat the teal mask to do this game. And obviously the Paldea stuff, but you can still access the Blueberry Academy. You just, you won't, I think what the, what cuts it is when you when you meet Carmine for the first time, you battle her, and then then the story actually like kicks off. So if you don't finish the teal mask, you don't get that initial battle with Carmine because after that battle with Carmine, the story will start. So like Lacey That's will be interesting. like interesting, yeah. Because I had expected that you just would never get the call to say that you're going to Blueberry Academy until after that. That is how I had assumed they would do that. From my understanding, you can still go to the area. But like the story and progression of the Elite Four is completely halted because of that initial Carmine battle that starts the the thing. I mean that's how they did Crown Tundra as well. You could go there and you could even do the legendary hunting then, but you couldn't you couldn't do the actual story. There's also it, it, when you first walk through the Blueberry Academy into the dome, I should say, you, you might see Perrin there, depending if you did the teal mask, <laughs> like. Perrin is completely optional in the teal mask. So either if you did her stuff, she's going to be standing right there when you walk through the door. And if you didn't do her quest, she's not standing there. Interesting. That's because she's still back in Kitakami. Yeah, yeah, she hasn't left yet. (laughs) Um, So there's like a lot of little things like that of like these two DLCs are pretty closely intertwined. Whereas like I don't (laughs) don't think the crown tundra and the the isle of armor were that no see that's this is an interesting one because like you know people i know that some people had an issue with the tail mask and they said that there wasn't it wasn't very long there wasn't a huge amount of story um and i find that interesting because like i don't really feel like the isle of armor had much story either and the crown tundra didn't really it was more just like here's a small it was one of the like legendary hunting stories right it was here's a little bit to justify the fact that you're getting this legendary. And I felt like that was all there was in those. Whereas these, there actually is a story. Yeah, this game is much more story focused, but we're not talking about that today. I know, I you're, you're way too easily. <laughs> you're you're stressing <laughs> Hannah out because she wants to talk about it so bad. <laughs> I did, I, te- I tested. If you don't have flying unlocked, the gliding is still bad. So the oh. gliding is fixed by getting the flying. Oh, oh, in your other game. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Sorry. Just oh, you're felt the need to say that before I forgot again. I'm sure the listeners would be shouting at it if I didn't say it. So, uh, so just in, well, I'll put a little spoiler warning here. We're going to talk about the Elite Four, not specifically their um, personalities or whatever or what or whatnot. But I, I just want to talk about the mechanics mostly before the Elite Four because uh, I think those are interesting. Hmm. In the past. You know, an Elite Four was, you know, very red, blue, gold, silver, ruby, sapphire. You just walk into a room, battle four people in a row. No healing in between, unless you brought a million potions. And then you battle your champion. I I don't know why I didn't include Diamond and Pearl. That's the same there. In Gen 5, they decided (laughs) to, uh, you can pick whichever one you want. That's when they changed that. Um, They were all roughly the same level. I always went like left or right anyways, because I, I was like, I don't know. I got to battle them all anyways. I think that the, the, the order might be nice in case you were struggling with a certain one. You could like technically grind experience on another one. 
that's probably like battling Elite Four over and over and just grinding money and experience. So you could yeah. like I just remember in red and blue of like I would always get to like Lance and then lose like because I was like a dumb 10 year old. Right. And so it was like, well, at least I'm leveling <laughs> up because I can beat the first three just fine. I always lose the Lance. But like I'm getting at least one to two levels every time I go through. And I remember the very first time beating Lance and then being like, I did it. I beat the game. And then all of a sudden there's like another the blue is there. And you're like, oh, I didn't know there was like a fifth. You said Elite Four. Why is there another person? Like, I, I totally get the, you know, pick any order. I don't know if that dramatically made that experience better because I was an adult when Black and White came out. And then X and Y did the same thing. You can pick any order. And then Sun and Moon, you can pick any order. Galar was the tournament. So I guess it went back from not picking any mm. order. Like Calor doesn't have an Elite Four. And then Paldea kind of had the traditional battle. I mean, it does. It has the traditional go through the rooms. So this is any order, except they tell you which you should technically do. But also there's a, there's the Alola, you got to do a trial beforehand. So... I will say, this is what I think. I think, mechanically, Crispin's trial is so cool. Yes, like, I agree. I don't think it's perfect, but it's it's unique in the way of like, oh, I have to think about this for a second. It's very, <laughs> it's, it's kind of similar to like, I guess, Blaine's of like a little quiz show. So I thought it was interesting to start with, right? When he was like, oh, you have to make me a spicy sandwich. And I was like, oh, cool. And then he says, but you have to get it by bargaining with the other people. Yeah, that, And that I saw cool. them all. <laughs> and that's when I sighed and I rolled my eyes and I went, oh, for goodness sake. And it's like, do you have to think about it? I guess technically. But if you just do all of the things, you will get the right stuff unless you accidentally ask for ketchup rather than chili sauce. Yeah, There's, unless right, you, you ask end for the wrong one or unless with, you go in the wrong direction or what, unless you trade back on accident, you have to figure it out. But if you go the wrong direction, you just then go the other direction and do the other things, right? It's not, it's not a real puzzle, right? It's just like you've got a few things to do and it's like even if you do forget, even if you do ask for ketchup rather than chili sauce, there's another person that gives you chili sauce hidden behind a rock, right? Like it's... You're telling me that you know how to make mayo because at one point they're like, what are the ingredients for mayo? And I'm like, I'm not actually no, sure. It was the other thing. It was what do these three ingredients make? And I had no idea. Have you never made mayo before? It was like, it was like something about <laughs> potato salad, which I was like, I don't know. There's also an ingredient. What was it, like bruschetta or something? I was like, I don't even know what that is. I think it was the, the it was chorizo, but they named it in... Uh, Spanish rather than English. Inish, no, they initially. have chorizo and then they have prosciutto. Those are two different things. No, no, I, no, I know that. That's not what I'm saying, <laughs> Hannah. What Maybe I'm saying is the are... item, the item was chorizo, but when they said we've got this thing, they'd used a slightly. It was like chorizo or some, something slightly different, and I'm pretty sure that was in Spanish rather than English. I'm not trying to say the prosciutto <laughs> and chorizo are the same thing. <laughs> Thank you. There was also a dude behind a rock who was like, if you just give me 50 BP, you don't have to battle me. And I thought that was so funny. And I, yeah. I think most people did that. I would love to see like the yeah. statistics. Like if I like, there's no way Game Freak doesn't know like how many times, you know, somebody has done this trial, right? How many people have bought the DLC, but how many people have beat the DLC? There has to be like an indicator of like how many people actually took this guy up on the battle. 
because everyone I talked to paid him 50 BP to skip that battle. But I thought that, but I was actually impressed with the battles. Like, one of the people had, uh, what was it, like a Flygon and uh, like a Electros, I think, or something. I can't remember exactly, but it was like one was spamming Earthquake and to hit both your Pokemon. And then it couldn't hit the one that was levitating. And then the, uh, the, the Electros was hitting Discharge, which didn't hit the ground Pokemon standing next to it. And then it hit both your Pokemon. Like, there was, like, every battle in Crispin's, like, minions or whatever they were was, was like, an, a clever double battle gimmick. Like, if anything, you could be like, oh, I didn't know that these two Pokemon interact. I think the only ones that were bad was, like, the two Pyroars. But I think there was, I think both of them benefited technically from, like, Hyper Voice. Because, no, not, is it Hyper Voice or is it, there's, like, a move where, like, if you keep, if two Pokemon use it, they, like, both get stronger. I can't remember Pyro is just a bad Pokemon, so there's no way that was going to work anyways. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't just the Elite Four's people who were in their gyms. It was any trainer out there. This was very much a battle-focused school. There were random NPCs around the map with battle-focused items and strategies. It was not necessarily that they were hard, but they all had strategy built in. Yeah, I have yet to battle an NPC in this game that wasn't like a requirement <laughs> for, I think for I went and battled someone I was just stressed about moving forward with the story more because I was too excited but <laughs> other than that I've only battled a few so like yeah, I, I I do think having the double battles does allow for more interesting things I, you know as Hannah said I don't think any of them were particularly difficult but as has been mentioned many a time before, right, that's because we'd know how Pokemon works, right? Like, and, you know, if you go in with the right things, you can still always, always defeat it. Yeah, yeah. They're like the whole Elite Four was around like 77 to like 82 or something like that. There, there's like only like a five level difference in between all of them or whatnot. I actually think like the minions you fought for Crispin, they were like, like low 70s like they and i think the same for drayton were a little bit lower um but the elite four members were all the same so you go from like crispin's trial which pretty unique i think to like amorous's trial which i already like knew i think well everyone knew amorous's trial but i was like i already did this i doubt it's going to be different it wasn't it was the same i i i feel like it's the, the the trial itself isn't hard. It's like whether you like inverted controls or camera is like hard. Um, with okay, wait, real quick, going back to Crispin, there is multiple ways to like win. Uh, like some well, people. So that's so that would be my question. Like, how much do you have to have to make it spicy? Does it just have to be a little bit spicy? Because like I put, I threw everything on there, right? And his fire was coming out of his ears. You know, it was. <laughs> but like, how spicy is spicy? That's the question. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I still had mayo as an ingredient, and I don't right. think mayo is spicy. But I was like, I guess I'll put it on, and I succeeded with like mayo. And then some people told me they didn't use mayo, and then some people were like, oh, I didn't have this ingredient, uh, or like I had ketchup, and it still worked. And then some people were like, oh, I got it wrong. So if you get it wrong, he tells you it's not spicy. And you go back into the world, you still have all your ingredients, but you can then continue trading if you want. 
So right. like you don't have to start completely over, but you do. You have to make a spicy sandwich. They're... Yeah, because because I guess my question is like, can you go to that guy who's behind the rock, pay fifty battle points, get the one spicy ingredient he has, just make the sandwich with that? Would that count? Yeah, my I don't guess I, would I, be my guess would be yes. From doing a bunch Probably. of the sandwich BBQs, it seems like it goes off of what the majority flavor is. So if right. there is anything yeah. spicy there, it seems but like that's going to be a spicy sandwich. Extra spicy. That's true. Fair. <laughs> I wonder. I guess on a programming, it's probably like. Chorizo plus two, ketchup minus one. Yeah. Like I'm assuming it's just like a, a a number threshold that you're hitting. Probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but there isn't there isn't a minimum number of ingredients you have to use. I'm sure speedrunners will be like, you need exactly <laughs> one chorizo and one mustard because I think you put mustard on it too. I think mustard yeah. was one of them. Mustard was one. Yeah, so there was like multiple ways to like win that to open the battle. For amorous, there's. It's so straightforward. It's like I don't think the rings ever change. I don't know what happens if you fail. If it like becomes like shorter, I don't think so. Because so I've done. Have you done the other flying tests after doing the the, tri the trial? No, I haven't done like the hard mode flying tests. Yeah. So this this four there's easy, medium, hard, and super hard. Um, of which only one of them is actually hard. The easy is the one that you do for the trial and it's exactly the same when you do it the second time you have to do it a second time before you unlock the the what did i call it medium, medium. was that i can't remember yeah um so i think it's just the exact same one but i think i'm pretty sure that with the the easy and the medium you can like miss 90 percent of the the hoops and still make it in time because they're yeah. like so densely packed the mm. hoops only give you extra time so yeah, they give you like plus three seconds. Yeah. Well, I had like 45 seconds at the end of that trial. Exactly. It just adds up. <laughs> exactly. I got Whereas to when the you end of the trial super and I completely hard. missed the goal and I went flying off around <laughs> in a giant loop before I was able to finally make it back into the goal. <laughs> Whereas the super hard one is like actually difficult. If you miss like six or seven of them, then you're probably not going to make it in time. Um, and they have, they have hoops that give you five seconds instead of three seconds. Oh, also, uh, that you get a fun little fat. You get like a fun little dialogue if you don't put the top bun on the sandwich for, for Crispin. He says something of like, "Oh, do they like make sandwiches like this in Paldea?" <laughs> I put More sandwich I, debate. I put the top bun on. I wanted to make. I wanted to impress Crispin. I wasn't sure if there was gonna be like <laughs> negative points if I didn't do that. And then we get to so like Amherst's trial is like just the flying stuff. Which, whatever. Um, and then we get to Lacey's trial, which I actually think is the worst one. I, it's just like. I can't remember that one. It's, Maybe it's, that's it's it. like the quiz one. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not against quiz stuff. Like uh, they, Clement in X and Y did the quiz stuff. Uh, not Chantel. I can't remember her name. Fantasia, I think is her name. And, and. Platinum does the quiz stuff. Uh, or maybe that's Diamond Pearl. I can't remember. That gym does change at some point. Blaine. Everyone knows Blaine does the quiz stuff. B but Lacey, like, Lacey did not give me quiz game energy when I met her. So her doing like a quiz was like, oh. Yeah, I, I guess. Like, 
She well, kind the thing of is, gives is, well, off a little bit of quiz game energy, a little bit of right and wrong, get things right, that kind of thing. Wait, but you, the Venonat. Oh yeah, yeah we can talk wrong, about the Venonat question. Just, it was bad. It, if you get it, if you get it wrong, she just says, "Just try it again," right? Yeah. Like, so it, it doesn't really fit in with that aspect of things. But yeah, I I too got the question for the Venonat wrong first. <laughs> I haven't seen anyone get it right. <laughs> well, the 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 question is like. Okay, the first question is, like, the Pikachu one. I think most people know that. And you can, like, I guess, yeah. like, the, the, the cute thing about this quiz thing is, like, you can pick, like, feet or hands. Like, it really lets you, like, z like hover over, like, every option. So you have the, like, Pikachu one. And, like, I think most people know that. And then skip the second question, because we'll come back to that. The third question is the, the Sinistee one, I think. Hmm. And I think that one is like interesting. I think that question is so interesting for no for somebody who this might be their first game or for somebody who just skipped Galar altogether. Because nowhere in Paldea I feel like they ever talk about Sinisty and like Sinisty being antiqued. Like that was such a talking point in Galar. So like if you play Sword and Shield, like that should be the easiest question in the world. But I'm. I think that question is like still in like good. I think it's still a good question for everyone else. Frame it well, because if you don't know and you're just kind of sitting there going, "Oh, I don't know," and you look at them, they all spin around, and mm -hmm. you see there's a clear difference between yes. the three of them. It's a which go, one oh, is different than the others? Question. Exactly. Exactly. So even if you don't know that that's what you're looking for, it makes it pretty obvious if you're just looking at them. Yeah. And also, for the record, you can play Sword and Shield without knowing the difference between an antique synesty or <laughs> yeah, not. I didn't know the difference until I saw people really trying to shiny hunt for it. And then the what? What, what is the fourth question? The fifth question is the Grand Bull question, which is like really generic of like, where do I like to lay on my Grand Bull? And like some random NPC out there like is like, Lazy likes to lay on the stomach of the Grand. Bull. Like, who's ever talking to that person? I guess, but like, well, it's I mean, it's a pretty obvious answer, right? You're not going to see the horns, right? <laughs> like, obviously, on... she wants to lie on the tummy. <laughs> like, come on, I'm going to lay on Grand Bull's jawline. <laughs> yeah. It's a very sharp Pokemon. <laughs> what was what was the fourth question? The Minior? Oh, the Minior one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. That yeah, one I thought was a yeah. good question until I found out everyone's it's the it's the same answer. It's all it's always in the same spot. Yeah. So like it's not even like that like puzzle isn't even like randomized. It's just the Minior is always going to go to the same spot. Which is like I don't know. It's Not, fun. It's, fine. it's fun one time. Right. It's yeah. fun one time. <laughs> if you have if you've seen it before. I mean that's quizzes in general, right? Like I yeah, don't think I games qu quizzes and games don't tend to be very good. Like I found one half decent quiz that I finally found in Coral Island, a game that I will talk about all the time. Like they have a quiz that's that has like hundreds of questions and they're randomized. So you can play that many, many times and have completely different ones. Um but yeah, it's very hard to do that. So going back, okay, so the question two is the Venonat question. And she says, which part of Venonat's body gives off ray sonar? I think it's radar, not sonar. But regardless. Is Sonar's it? underwater. Oh, yeah, it might be radar. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think it's radar. Anyways, 
it's either antenna or eyes. But both radar and sonar are not like visual. <laughs> yep. They're like that's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> They're like sound based. So like eyes to me didn't seem I think everyone picked the antenna. The answer was eyes. But yeah. like eyes to me and it's is in like it's Pokedex entry, but still it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, I know it's like, oh look at the Pokedex entry. Like let let's like the Pokedex entries are not like set in stone as being the most accurate isn't like rapidash like 700 degrees fahrenheit and ash just rides one of the anime you could just like touch rapidash's but like 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 that question sucks <laughs> it's not <laughs> yep it's just not a good question yeah everybody's got to get one wrong right like that's <laughs> I I, that, <laughs> if I was going to wonder about what they were looking at based off of their analytics, based off of what everybody's doing and choosing and picking in these games, I would be curious how many people actually got that one right. Yeah, well, I guess, like, we live in the world of the internet, so if you were stumped on a quiz question, you could have just Googled it. Like, there's nothing stopping you from pulling up Venonat's Pokedex entry on your iPhone as you're sitting there to get it's it. principle. Yeah, I mean, I had no problem getting it wrong because I was like, oh, what happens when you get it wrong? And it's like literally nothing, yeah. which I don't I like. wonder if you if you get it wrong a certain number of times, does it fail? Like, because surely there's got to be a point where it gives up. But I, I didn't try. Anymore. Despite having gotten the Venonat question wrong, there was still a point at which she said that I got all the questions right. And that <laughs> was disappointing, honestly. Well, I think this is why I don't like Lacey's trial, because, like, Amorous is you can actually fail. Yeah. And Ch Crispin's, you can technically fail, and you go back, and you have to, like, figure it out. And it's like, there's multiple ways to win that, but there's still a fail state to that. There's no fail state to Lacey's thing. She's just like, try again. <laughs> yeah. I think Lacey, I think with the quiz game stuff, I think it would be so much cooler and I know this is a lot of work for Game Freak, to literally just write, like, ten more questions and then just have those questions randomized. Because I think in, in a game like Pokemon, which we're going to get to how Pokemon is a very social community-based game, it always has been, we're going to get to that, I promise you. I think it's it would be so much more interesting to be like, oh, oh, Al, you didn't get the Granbull question? Oh, like, Hannah, you didn't get the Sinistee? Like, what question did you get? Oh, you got a question about, like, Turtonator? Oh, dang, that's, like, I didn't get that. Like, I just think that's, like, dramatically more interesting to be like, okay, she's going to give you five questions, but she's going to pull out of, like, 15 possible questions. And if you get one wrong, now there is a built-in fail state of, like, oh, you need to get five questions right. We're going to give you another question because we actually wrote more than five questions. Like, that's how you fix that situation. It's interesting because, like, I'm comparing it to the the quiz that you get to defeat to to actually battle the elite four in Paldea, and that is an interesting one where it's like it's the same and it's just like fixed questions, but you can fail that one. And there yeah. are a couple of not trick ones, but it's not like they're kind of the answers obvious. It's like you get to one near the end, and it's like, oh. I'm just checking, what did you say to this question? I'm like, I don't know what I said to that question. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember, you know? Yeah. So it's like there is actually a little bit of challenge in that one. 
Yeah, they have a question there of why are you here? And one answer is to become champion and one answer is to have fun. And if you say you're there to have fun, they kick you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like real life. All right, there's one more Elite Four member. I think we did a good job of talking about the Elite Four without actually talking about the battle. So <laughs> so uh, let's take a quick break. We'll talk about the final Elite Four member. We're not going to talk about Champion or Kieran, so you don't have to worry about that. No. Like that. There's a spoiler. There's no quiz for Kieran. <laughs> there's not like you got to make a sandwich to battle him. <laughs> there's no quiz there. We'll talk about the uh, the last Elite Four when we get back. And then we're just going to talk about other like the League Club and the BP and the BBQs. We're going to talk about all that when we get back. So we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Ravensburger. Indulge in the timeless pleasure of assembling Ravensburger's extraordinary jigsaw puzzle. Ravensburger's brings premium quality puzzles crafted with the best attention to detail and the most unparalleled puzzle solving experience out there. With a rich heritage dating back to 1883, Ravensburger's puzzles have become an integral part of families' lives across generations. Share the joy of puzzling with family, friends, your neighbor, your neighbor's dog, knowing that your cherished puzzles will stand the test of time, more so than Dialga. Enjoy a mindful moment and immerse yourself in the world of captivating colors, stunning imagery, and amazing designs that will delight you or just people of all ages. Regardless of your preferences or skill level, you'll find a jigsaw puzzle that will suit you perfectly thanks to the wide range of imagery, themes, and piece counts available. You can start small and work your way up to puzzles over 40,000 pieces. If you're ready for the challenge, shop Ravensburger on Amazon today. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon, and to celebrate the holidays, we are running a new promotion that will cost you zero dollars. Patreon has introduced a new free membership. What I'm doing this year for the holiday is if you head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T and you sign up for any tier, including the free tier, there will be a link later this month that will gather your address and you will get a free holiday Christmas card from the podcast. That's all you got to do. You have to head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T and sign up. Uh, If you want to sign up for the $5 level a month that does get you ad free episodes that does get you bonus episodes you want to sign up for a higher level you can do that too if you sign up for a yearly membership you do save 15 percent off the entire year and there's a ton of great features but patreon rolled out a free membership uh, so if there are big updates you'll just get those through patreon like hey we're here's a brand new youtube video or here's something happening in my life or here's a bunch of pictures of my cat Those will all appear on the free level. But like I said, if you would like to support the show completely for free and you would like a Christmas card this holiday, uh, patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. There'll be a little purple button that says join for free. You click that button, uh, make a Patreon account if you haven't, but otherwise you'll be able to see all the free posts. Like I said, later this week, I'm recording this on the, the December 10th. You'll probably listen to this on December 11th, but later this week, be a little free post it'll say hey 
click this link to get your Christmas card. It'll ask for your updated address. And then in a week after that, you will get a Christmas card. And yeah, that's something I want to do every year for people who take the five seconds to pull over in their car to make an account. It probably takes more than five seconds. So you know what I'm saying, but <laughs> you can join for free. If you would like to support at the $5 or higher level, you can do that too. Patreon.com slash PKMNCST. And I hope you enjoyed the rest of the episode. And we are back from our break. Uh, let's go talk about Drayton. Dray Drayton. That's how you say it. Man, what, <laughs> what, what a good character. Anyway, we'll talk about that next week. His trial is probably one of the most interesting things. One of the most interesting things in uh, Pokemon trials, which is uh, you have to battle my three grunts, but you must use only Pokemon caught in the the dome, the Terra Dome. Um, so you can't catch them in raids. You can't catch them in Paldea. You can't trade them over. Actually, I don't. I don't know if, so, if like Hannah caught a Ferragraph. They have to be caught by you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He says there's two rules. They have to be caught in the dome, and they have to have your. Uh, I think they say OT. Um, I think so. Yeah. You know, when Sword and Shield were coming out, or the DLC for Sword and Shield were coming out, we all asked this question of like, how are they going to do DLC? Because this game has existed for a year, and if they want us to battle, are they going to like take away our team? Like our team is probably like level one hundred at this point. Like how are they going to, how are they going to do that? And this is such a simple solution. Like it's probably a solution not a lot of people love. Of like, I want to go into Kitakami with my Miascarada because she's my favorite Pokemon and I've had her since day one. And like, I don't want to not use her. I've been using like I get it, right? This is the whole problem with Generation Five. Is people were so mad that they had to use Unova Pokemon and they couldn't use their like Tyranitar. From gener- like, like, like that was the that was the like Dexit of Gen Five is people were like, I don't want to use new Pokemon, I want to use yeah. Salamence. There's technically level scaling in the DLC for Sword and Shield, which was, did you beat Leon? No. Okay, everyone's gonna be like level twenty five. Did you beat Leon? Yes. Okay, everyone's gonna be what it was like seventy two or something in the Crown Tundra and Isle of Armor or something like that. But then you're still faced with this. Well, all my Pokemon are too high level, so do I catch new ones? I don't really want to, like, catch six more and, like, get them to, like... Like, there are options. Like, you can do whatever I said. It's whether or not you want to do yeah. that. And this, it was like, you you ha- this is what you're doing. Like, this is the trial. Like, <laughs> Yep. Yes. Having said that, like, as with everything, you can make it really easy if you want to, right? Like, you find four and then you pump them full of candy until they're <laughs> level 100. And then none of them are difficult in that case, right? They're so, like, still not easy, though. As someone who did that, <laughs> I didn't train IVs or EVs on any of the Pokemon I caught, but I did make all of them level 100 and they still weren't easy. Are you talking about I wasn't one hit KOing. His minions? Uh, they were easier. Drayton himself was not. Um, well, you don't. You don't have to use those Pokemon for. You can use I, any Pokemon. I know. For I know. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that's, that's clear. <laughs> but I still use that team just okay, to see if enough. I could. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole I, different thing that, then. <laughs> but that's that's the cool thing is like if you're not paying attention to what Drayton's saying, he's saying that you need to build a you need to catch Pokemon in the dome with your OT for his minions for mm-hmm. that the trial is the not him. 
So yeah. you have mm-hmm. to build a team for his the three people that you battle, and they I think they all have two Pokemon. They all yeah. have a very clear strategy of you know just like Crispin's. Maybe this is why I like Crispin's and I like Drayton's the most because they're actually like battle focused before you battle an Elite Four member. But they're like ten levels lower than Drayton. Like I think they're like seventy two or something like that, and then Drayton is like seventy eight to eighty two or whatever Drayton's levels are. And I put so much thought into this. I like I loved this so much. Like him being like your team. Uh uh-uh. uh you got to use a new one. And then so I'm like I'm like I'm like I like instantly I, everything I was doing disappeared. I was like now thinking about like what is the core of my team? How what po- what is my main attacker? How am I going to support my main attacker? What are my like what is my like sweeper that's going to be at the end when my main attacker? I was so into this and my my Twitch chat was like you only have to build it for the 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 three people and i was like no i am building a brand new team and i am going to show drayton <laughs> that i am i'm bringing a brand new team and he is going to he's going to lose i think i think that's the thing is just as with everything in pokemon it is as easy or as difficult as you make it right because like yeah. you were like oh yeah I'll, I'll do this and i was like i'm just gonna assume that i can use my normal pokemon against drayton i'm gonna find like four pokemon that i've already caught that are different and i'm gonna shove them full of candy and i'm gonna Get rid of, I didn't even know they only had two at that point. I didn't realize it was going to be that. Yeah, that I didn't easy, realize they yeah. were going to only have two. I didn't realize they were going to be different types. I assumed we would have to keep using that team for that whole past the trial. <laughs> yeah. And so I went in there as someone who's not good at competitive, hasn't really done it very much, isn't great at team building, and I did the very best I could, and I still had some issues. So there, there can be a challenge there. Well, it's crazy, too, because like like Al said and like, you know, what anyone on this podcast has been saying for years is Pokemon is as easy or as hard as you you make it. Like if you just wanted to build something for Drayton, knowing that he's a dragon type gym leader, you're in the ice biome. So you you could build a whole ice team. Like that's the thing about like all yeah, of I these. Thought that was the point. Yeah, there were some I started people building that my team. I that, thought that he was placed there specifically for that reason. <laughs> there were some people that were like, oh, I, I thought I could only catch them in this specific biome. I didn't think I could have the whole dome, which is also like very interesting to be like, oh, but like even if you were for some reason struggling with Crispin, you could just go out and get more water Pokemon, right? Like he's fire. He's weak to water. When I was battling Lacey, so I saw or like heard that like Drayton's Elite Four is going to make you catch new Pokemon. And I was like, I don't know if that's true or not. But, like, do I want to do Drayton first to, like, force myself to build a new team and then do the other three? Or do I just want to use my team that I've had? It's so tough to make that decision of, like, I'm in this new area and I want to see this new content, but do I want to stop what I'm doing to get a new team because there are new Pokemon here. And then do I want to like level them up and eat? Like when I prepped for Drayton, that was probably like two hours of like my yeah, time. Yeah, I spent at least an hour on that. And I made that, I made that own work. Like I could have just caught a couple Pokemon, pumped them full of candy, pumped them full of vitamins and battled. But I wanted to go, I was like, I want them all to be in the same Pokeball. So and then because I'm catching, I have to catch them myself so they I can put them on the same Pokemon. And then I was like, because of the new mark feature, 
with the camera, which we'll get to. I was like, I want them all to at least have a mark. And they've all got to be shiny. No, I, they could. You could. Yeah, they're all going to be shiny. <laughs> so that's what I did. And it took and like like walking or like it was literally for two hours. I was like, OK, I for sure want this Pokemon. I for sure want this Pokemon. I want this Pokemon. And then it was like as I'm catching them, I'm like looking and I'm like, oh, maybe I want this instead. Or like, oh, I, need, I want a fake out user for sure. And then it was like, well, I know Kieran is after this. So instead of just building something that's super effective against Drayton, I'm going to build a rounded team because I want to take this team against Kieran as well. So that's what I did. So I, I actually like built a like a really rounded team that was like that could handle whatever Kieran had, but also that, you know, could work against dragons. So this whole process took me like two hours and I'm sitting there like giving them ability capsules to change their abilities. I'm like giving them like proper EV spreads with vitamins. And I'm like this is so easy for me because I literally have 800 of every vitamin and I have like max XL candy. I don't think an average person is sitting there doing that. I feel like an average person is just pumping them up to level 100 and then brute forcing your way through, which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Hannah's pointing to herself. <laughs> but like I, I was like, okay, I'm going to only power them up to 80. I'm going to give them their vitamins. I'm going to give them their mints and then I'm not going to power them up and we're going to be like I'm going to be on a fair term battle with with uh, Drayton cuz all the all all the elite 4 members they're EV trained they all have held items right like this elite 4 is for better or for worse the most challenging elite 4 there and I know people are like well, it was really easy for me. Yeah, I know it was easy for you, Brendan. You were using a Kyogre and a Tornadus, and you, you Tailwind Water Spout, and you're all level 100. Yeah, of course it was easy. You had six legendary Pokemon, one of them being Ogre Pond at level 100. Yeah, uh, cool. You steam through it. No one's saying you can't do that, but like, yeah, it was really easy. Yeah, I, we get it. You're 20 levels above. <laughs> I do love how the three of us did like the full spectrum of things, right? Steve's there. <laughs> Catching his team that's going to be the team for the entire DLC and he's EV training them and he's making sure there's marks. And Hannah's like, I'm going to make sure that I at least do Drayton as well, right? So I'm going to get a decent team and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, what have I got? I've got these four Pokemon. <laughs> literally, like literally, I went into my box and I went, I have four Pokemon. Let me put them in there, put them up to level 100. And I killed the three of them. And I went right back to my usual team. <laughs> I might have done something like that, except that I hadn't been catching any Pokemon. I was trying to do story, 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 story. And I'd caught maybe one Pokemon so far because it was shiny. <laughs> And so I needed to I'd, go find others. I, I didn't have so, a huge number of them, but I did have enough. I was so <laughs> dedicated to building my team that I was like walking past starter Pokemon. And I was like, I'll catch them later. <laughs> Not knowing that like starter Pokemon are like weirdly spawned in this game. So like going back to that area being like, I, I can't find Torchic anymore. Like anyways, but like I was so into that. And the, I think the takeaway here isn't whether, like, it was easier or hard, but it's just, like, Pokemon can do this thing where it can be, like, we're asking you of something, and the three of us had such drastic and different answers to that solution. And I think that's why I was, like, so bummed about Lacey's trial, because it wasn't that experience. It yeah. was just, like, yeah. everyone knew exactly uh like yeah if you want any of these to be harder bring level 65 pokemon instead of level yeah. 75 like there's like i challenged myself 
always with the like when i was battling lacy i was using a level 100 golden go and uh like a clefairy and i was like i know somebody in my chat's gonna say something and somebody did they're like well steve it's easy because you're using a level 100 golden go i was like you're yes thank you for pointing out the obvious water is also wet but like it doesn't matter if my golden goes level 100 or level 80 here I'm still going to hit make it rain. Like, I'm still going to nasty plot make it rain. And she's still going to, like, make it rain is such a busted move. Like, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> like, that's like saying, like, searching strikes is, like, a balance. Like, searching strikes is so incredibly busted. Like, three hit from Urshifu just, always critting. Steve, you're just constantly cheating in these games. You know, yeah, I, a, a normal I remember, type to a Giratina fight. You know, come on. I remember bringing a normal Pokemon to a Giratina, and I was definitely cheating <laughs> for that. How dare you use type matchups? <laughs> <laughs> How dare I understand super effectiveness? So, yeah. The like, thing when, they teach you at the start of every single game. <laughs> so, yeah, when I was battling Drayton, I was like, okay, no revives, no held, well, no potions, no anything. Like, I want to be one on one with Drayton. And I had such a good time. And I always think about the people that are like, well, it was so easy. I just used level 100 Pokemon. And it was like, no one is forcing you to do that. If that's what you want to do, totally cool. I told, like, when I was going into this DLC, I was like, do I really want to build a new team? Do I like, even for Amorous, I was like, I know exactly what Amorous is going to do. I already fought her in New York. I feel like I can't unlearn what Amorous does. And that was like, that was kind of the struggle I played with is like, well, I could build a new team to level 80 to battle all these. But at least with Amorous, I, I know what she, I know her ace. I know what she's going to open with. I know she's going to try to stel set Stealth Rock. Um, I know she's going to try to Trick Room. Like, like as a, I have so many thoughts about this. I'm sorry. As like a, tw like, a, a, like an eight-year-old, right? If I was losing in a video game. If I, I was like losing in like a racing game or at like Street Fighter or whatever I was playing as like an eight year old, I would have been the kid to be like, oh, I accidentally unplugged the Sega Genesis or like, oh, I uh, my <laughs> finger slipped on the reset button. And like, I didn't actually lose as an eight year old because like, oh, th there was no conclusion to this this match. Right. And I feel like there are modern adult Pokemon players that can't fathom losing a pokemon battle right they're like they're, they're like i'm gonna bring all level 100s and then i'm gonna complain it's too easy but they're like I, like yeah there's nothing wrong the with losing a po like like no one's gonna like shame you into be like oh like oh i lost amorous okay the second time i beat her cool like you lost to her because you're like you didn't like oh she know she had no self rock i know how to counter that now like it's not that big of a deal i think that's the thing right like i it's a lot about, as we've discussed, what, what you get out of it, but also what you enjoy, right? Like, I have never really enjoyed battling. Um, and, like, the raids, uh, the, the seven-star raids have been a little bit more interesting for me, but, like, battling in general has never been something that I've actually enjoyed. I've always been a collector, right? The point, the reason I love Pokemon, the things I do is collecting, which gets more and more dangerous as you get older and you get more <laughs> less time, um, <laughs> but more Pokemon games. Um, and so I, I did as much as possible to get through that, the Elite Four and have the battles done as quickly as possible. So then I could focus on the things that I actually cared mm. about. But you don't see me complaining about it. That's the point. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not going to go, oh, it's too easy because <laughs> I don't, 
it doesn't really, I don't care. It doesn't matter, right? Like <laughs> I, I did it. It's done now. Now I can focus on the things I actually enjoy. And games are like that in general. You can do or not do what you want. Nobody's forcing you to play these games. Yeah, you can definitely do things to make it easier. Yeah, or do things to make it harder. Like to the yeah. people that are like, man, I wish I, I, I wish that the gym leaders were harder. It was like, well, some gym leaders have like three Pokemon and you have six. You don't have to have six like you don't have to spam max potion in the battle you like you're you're making that choice like i wish like gyms would like restrict items okay, okay just don't use i just don't use items then yeah. like you don't have to have the game tell you to do that right like like that's why drayton's trial is so cool he tells you the rules and you can do so many different things with those like they're there are there are there are two hard rules like you can't like brute force it right like you can't I can't trade with Hannah and be like I'm gonna use it like there are they the game is smart enough to know like it has to be OT has to be caught here but like you have so much freedom to I, I think that's why that. I pref I think that's why I preferred this to the cooking one because it was like the cooking one was like how I feel most puzzle games are it's not really a puzzle it's just like you do the things and and then you, you it, it's done right there's a solution it's, a realistic. it's no it's not really though right <laughs> like it's not that it, it's if you do all of the things you win right like that's not really a puzzle that's just well, doing you can do the, all things, the things and still get the right? wrong it's, ingredients it's like it's like saying it's like saying that like collect, finishing the pokedex is a puzzle it's not really it's just you collecting the things it's not a puzzle but anyway that aside from the I know, point, I get what part you're making <laughs> With Drayton, there are so many different ways. You're not you're not restricted by the Pokemon you can do other than it's the two hundred that are in this this building, right? And that gives you so many different possibilities. I mean, I still didn't care, right? I still didn't do this. I still didn't do anything about that. I just used whatever I had. But I find that more interesting on an intellectual level. Yeah, so the other thing that like the other thing that's like I think separating from like double battles right because again you ha you always have like pokemon fans being like too easy too hard like the i, I soloed this with an annihilate right like there's this weird like i need to brag that i feel like exists in pokemon that doesn't get come from other games i don't know like when i when i played like destiny or elden ring or something right in a game where you would fail over and over like in a Destiny raid, we would like lose to like Crota like 60 some times in a row. And then it was like, okay, finally the whole team clicked. All right, we defeated Crota, right? Or in like Elden Ring when you're sitting in front of a boss and you're like, ah, I lost to this boss like 13 times, but then I finally did it and it felt so good. It just feels like there are some Pokemon fans that are like, they cannot grasp the concept of like losing a single Pokemon battle, which isn't like that big of a deal. <laughs> But like, and it's okay if you don't necessarily want to lose them, but don't complain when you're making it easier for yourself. Yeah, like in Elden Ring, also, you could like super over level and get like really great armor and be like, okay, now this specific fight was way easier because I, I did uh, uh, work to do that, right? Like, like you could make a Destiny raid harder, I guess, by not bringing a rocket launcher to a Atheon or something. The other thing about double battles is like, specifically with Drayton, I intimidated his Dragonite like three times in a row and then I left it there. I avoided it at that point because I understand the mechanics of a double battle and I, knowing how that worked, turned that into a 2v1. So by pretty much 
paralyzing his Dragonite, but without the move Paralyze, <laughs> just making his Dragonite useless, I could then just focus on the new Pokemon that was coming out. And that inherently made the battle easier for me because I made his Dragonite dead weight. Now, obviously, if you're playing against a human player or maybe a computer with slightly yeah. better AI, they would be like, I need to switch my Dragonite out because yeah. it has Intimidate. But that also puts me in the advantage because instead of trying to attack, he has to now waste a turn by switching out, right? Like, this is why I guess we can transition into this game has no battle tower. This game has no battle frontier. This game has no battle subway for a battle focused DLC, which now that the DLC is out, it kind of feels like it's not battle focused. <laughs> it's more battle focused. It is more battle focused. Um, there is no battle tower. There is no battle frontier. There's no battle subway. There's no battle tree. There is none of that. Um, there are a lot of double battles around the map. There is the elite four, which is. Again, whether or not you had an easier or hard time with, it is on paper the hardest Elite Four (laughs) that they've ever made. Every single Elite Four member was EV trained. Every single Pokemon had a held item. The levels are technically higher than Cynthia. Kieran is the highest level trainer in the entire series. Statistically, his Pokemon are just higher level than, than that. Before that was Cynthia and Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. There, I, I, I don't want to come on the show and say, like, it's not a big deal that they don't have a battle tower. I don't want, because I, because I think the battle tower adds value to some people. A hundred percent. It's more content. I'm never going to be like, please, Game Freak, cut my content. <laughs> I would like less of it. <laughs> but I, I don't understand why there isn't something but I guess I understand it from I, I can understand it from two reasons. And I'm not saying these are maybe the reasons you want to hear. But here are the two reasons. Number one is they've they've literally said this before. I'm pretty sure it was like the Battle Frontier or whatever in Gen 4. They were like, no one did it. So we stopped putting effort into it. They've, they've said this in interviews where they're like, uh, or maybe it was Gen 3. I don't remember. But they were like, no one did it. So we stopped doing it. There's your answer. Like. Which I I believe, right? Like you can go into your PlayStation, you can go to the little trophy section and like see how many people even do like the first mission of like Bluey's adventure or whatever on PS5. It'll be like 60%. And you're like, how many people bought this game? And only 60% of them got through the first mission? Like it's crazy. Like look at PlayStation trophies of like any game and see like, Oh, no one is completing these games. Whether they're too hard, too easy, uh, they got bored, they're bad games, they're glitchy, who knows. But, like, the coolest thing in Destiny was the the raid. And if you go at the time, I don't know, it's been, like, seven years since Destiny came out. It said, like, 5% of people did this. That's crazy to, like, put so much effort into making a raid... And then to see that only 5% of all your players even experience that content. So, like, I don't know how many people had done Battle Frontier, Battle Tree, Battle Tower. But I would suspect that has something to do with it. The other thing, which could be related, could not be related, is they want you to do competitive. They want you to do ranked. The, and the reason I say that isn't because, like, they've always pushed ranked. 
because kind of have since like sun and moon but they really pump up the rewards in rank like you can get level balls you can get uh like five herba mysticas like literally every season just by hitting like master rank like the rewards in ranked are legitimately good and if you like battling you would be doing it and then you would be also rewarded with the stuff they give uh so i don't know if it was like well we we want to put more effort into this instead of that and so the thing is getting the thing getting cut is the battle tower i guess again i don't i'm not yeah, saying that I, it shouldn't I, be there it's but those are possible reasons it's going to be the same as everything that's not in the games right like it's we can't know for certain the reasons there was a decision made or there wasn't a decision made because they just never thought about it or they never actually went like somebody went oh are we doing a battle tower and then nobody replied to that so it just didn't happen right like you know we just will we'll never truly know and there are some decisions that you look at and you go that is wild i cannot understand why they made that decision and then there are other ones where you're like yeah okay fine i get it and you know the 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 amount of even even if it seems like it's not a huge amount of work for something and it also then affects other things like if you take for example what pokemon you can catch right like they might have there are there are other reasons why you might only be able to catch certain pokemon in certain games and that's because you know what funnily enough it incentivizes people to buy multiple games oh yeah right there are there are competing things with these things like for example whether you can get specific shinies as leg legendaries as shinies in specific games might force people to do a different thing like raid in pokemon go for example it's just it's such a complicated thing which such a huge not even just company, right? It's multiple companies. That's the other thing about Pokemon. It's three <laughs> companies own Pokemon, right? There's so many competing interests that it, it's... I mean, it must be dreadful to actually be part of those decision-making process anyway, but... But I, I think of, like... I think of the Battle Tower in Sword and Shield, right? And I'm curious of how many people did it because it was the easier Battle Tower. Like, when I... And this is coming from somebody who, like... I do competitive, right? Like, I've qualified for tournaments i've done i've gone to tournaments i've made it to master rank every season in sword and shield i have now i have literally not made it to master rank in scarlet and violet because not well i did like dynamax a little bit better than terra but i've just been so busy with other stuff <laughs> uh, there's a million things i want to do in scarlet and violet that i just haven't gotten to in sun and moon i got into battling near the end of that and i had it like i built an incineroar and everything in that game i shiny hunted it built it and then I ran through the battle tree and I got the first ribbon you get from the battle tree. And then I wanted to go through the the second battle tree, the harder battle tree, which I think is like the first one is like 25 battles. And then the next one is like 50 battles without losing. And I just I was like, I, I'm, I'm done here. I like I got to like 48 and I lost, which is like no big deal because it was like literally I lost because of RNG. I like got like paralyzed three times in a row. And it was like it literally I just needed one. 30% to not activate and I would have won this battle which sucks but it was like at that point I was like I just don't want to do this again like I, I like I, I literally lost because of paralysis and which is like that happens like that that happens in just poker you're playing a very RNG based game <laughs> um and then you go to you go to certain shield and like that battle tower is like much easier but then I like I think about like black black and white like in in the in the union 
the club room, sorry. In the club room, one of the one of the thing one of the themes is I think it's like dark or I think it's like monochromatic. And when you switch that that theme, you actually see there's like a portrait of like black tower and white forest on the wall. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of black and white references. We've already talked about that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember black tower. I remember going through it at the very end. You fight Alder's nephew or whatever. I can't remember his name. Banga. I was like, you fight Banga. He's like the champion of that. And at the very end of black tower, after you do all those battles, you get like a free shiny Dratini. Right. Like both for the for the audio people, both Hannah and Al are trying to think about what I'm talking about. But this is the point I'm trying to make. A lot of people. People just don't do that stuff. Like, they give you a free shiny after doing 50 battles in Black Tower. Maybe it's not 50. Maybe it's like 35. And then you get a free shiny Dratini, which is cool. And I did that, and I had a good time with that. But after I did that, I thought to myself, I never want to do this again because I I already know what it is. Uh, uh, My last example here is in in the Isle of Armor. So there is a battle tower in Galar, right? You fight Leon. Leon gets... sentence to the battle tower and like you after you do like 15 battles leon shows up you fight leon you get a ribbon and it repeats now those those the the battles in the battle tower can be single or double and like they can be randomized a little bit like there are more trainers than what you actually fight but um in the isle of armor after you finish the story you can actually go into the dojo and there is uh like a quote-unquote like tower battle challenge there a gauntlet i think they call it and so you have to do three battles in a row with a specific type and there's 18 challenges so it's 18 times three and if you lose one of those three you get kicked back out and every time you go in so so it, it really like the first three are like fire water grass so you have to bring three fire pokemon so you bring three fire pokemon and you have to fight three pokemon and the the three that you're fighting are always randomized and you have to win three battles in a row and they potentially get harder and sometimes just because of rng you're like i'm on my third battle here we go and then all of a sudden it's like oh they have like three rock pokemon this like and i have three fire i'm like at the disadvantage and you lose and then you have to do it again and it's just rng it's just rolling they are like I talked about this on the podcast of, like, you kind of have to, like, EV train these Pokemon and go out. And obviously some Pokemon fit for both. Like, if you got, like, a Malamar, you can bring Malamar to both, like, the Psychic one and the Dark one because it fits that. But that whole process of doing that took me, like, a solid two hours. And I had a great time. It was, like, again, whatever 18 times 3 is. Uh, That many battles. I think I lost twice because of, you know, bad matchups. And then at the very end of that, you get a shirt. And now I'm now that I've explained that whole thing, I promise you like 90% of the people listening to this podcast have no clue what I just described because they all skipped it. This is the point I'm making. I'm like, should there be a battle tower or some sort of thing in the Indigo Disc? Yes, probably. But like how many people are actually doing that? And I think that's like the point of it yeah. is like, why would they put the effort in when like, no one's doing it they literally gave you a free shiny dratini for doing it in black and white and like still no one did (laughs) the sword and shield one you had to do a certain amount of it to unlock the judge function didn't you yeah i think you had to run through it once that's that's all i did (laughs) yeah that's i did i did that because i wanted the judge function and i was like this is stupid why do we have to do this i can't believe they're making me do this but i did actually do some of the the dojo um the mustard dojo stuff but i got bored (laughs) <laughs> but i, I didn't know if you're not into battling like, you're not into battling but i feel like if you're really yeah, into battling i really wanted that shirt that's all i'm saying the shirt is cool 
Yeah, I know some people who are really, really, really into these battle towers and these battle facilities, and then when I talk to them, they're the ones who remind me that they exist. <laughs> yeah. I am not into them. I never have been. I just, I, 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 I remember I did like a, when, when Scarlet and Violet was coming out, and I did a cross podcast with the guys over at Game Explain. They were like super, super nice. And I remember going to their YouTube video after like my interview with them and we were talking about like difficulty in Pokemon games. And I, I, I said something like for all these people that just want like more battles or harder battles, they should just do competitive. I scrolled in the comments and it's like, oh, this guy doesn't get it. I don't want to do competitive. I want to I want a battle tower. But like, I really don't understand. Like w- w- the reason I brought up with Drayton is because like. I put Drayton in such a disadvantage. I didn't cheat. I didn't use... I literally just used the... I, I was at the disadvantage. I was, like, two levels under Drayton, actually. Uh, like, we were both EV trained. We both had held items. Like, we both used Pokemon caught in this region. Like, we were on the, le- the easiest levels of playing field. But I just understand the mechanics of the game. And that's not to, that's not to shame or to make anyone feel bad for not understanding the mechanics. But, like... I would have been at the disadvantage if I knocked out his Dragonite. His Dragonite was dead weight. But, like, that's what you would do in a competitive match. Like, you don't knock out the thing. Like, you you are giving them the free... Like, in a, tri- in a Trick Room situation. I don't know if you guys know this. If somebody sets up Trick Room in a competitive match, you don't attack. Well, you you do. But, like, you stall it out. You don't want them to take advantage of their Trick Room teams. So you start slow playing them in order to get the speed back to your advantage. What a Trick Room user normally wants is they want to set up Trick Room and they want you to knock them out so they get a free switch in so they take full advantage of the Trick Room. That's how they win in Trick Room. If Drayton has to switch the Dragonite, I am now at an advantage of, like, you need to swap back in and I have more turns. Like, I, you just don't get that against NPCs. And even, like, people are like, well, in my hardcore Nuzlocke programmed whatever, like, yeah, you program the AI to always use super effective or always to switch out. But, like, most of those situations of, like, the hardcore blaze black Nuzlocke, most of those situations are single battles. They're not double battles. And double battles are significantly more interesting. Like, they're, they're more complicated. If you want something to be harder... Just do the compet like you get unlimited matchups and it's always different. Whereas like a battle tower, it can't unless Game Freak's gonna program like infinite combos. They just can't program infinite combos and matchups. Like there's just well, and the, and the AI is very complicated to program as well. It's not it's not like oh I just oh you just do this and you do that right. Like it's there are so many because there's like hundreds of moves and hundreds of Pokemon, hundreds of different. There are like nine hundred abilities then, in this game. <laughs> <laughs> and then add in Terra into that, especially some newer Terra, right? It just complicates things massively. Like, it's not an easy problem to solve. Um, and in an ideal world, we would all get all the features we want in all the games. But Like, I think Game Freak did a good job at, like, all of those NPCs and all the NPCs in the area. Like, they all have double battle gimmicks. And I don't think, like, their end goal is to be like, man, you lost to, like... <laughs> Barbara over here in the coastal biome because she she caught you off guard. I think the whole point of the, these battles is to literally just show you the gimmick so you know 
like oh these two pokemon interacted each other like when i like uh in in new york when i fought one of the random npcs it was it was a rabska which had telepathy what i can't remember what was standing next to it but it was like something that used explosion i think and it was like oh the rabska didn't get hit because of its ability telepathy like it just oh, like oh yeah i forgot that was a thing i forgot abil- i forgot telepathy was a thing like seven pokemon get telepathy like <laughs> You just you just don't think of it because there's so many abilities. Like so, I'm sure somebody could be watching my stream and be like, "Well, Steve, you actually cheated against Drayton because you had two Intimidate users on your team." Like, no, double Intimidate is a very like like very powerful combination in competitive Pokemon. That's why people run the ability competitive to counter double Intimidate. I do find it interesting. There are a lot of double battle strategies, but I also feel like half the battles. Half the Pokemon just had Focus Sash. Um, <laughs> like, I was constantly not quite knocking them out on the first turn. <laughs> but that's, that's I mean, another thing in competitive. You... When you look yeah, at, I know, you no, no, look I know, at a team I know. of six, we're like, which one out of the six has yeah. Focus Sash? Because one of them has yeah. Focus Sash. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. I get that. It's just it was just when it got to like the twelfth battle, and I was like, "Oh, it's another focus sash." So... <laughs> You've got to teach over and over again. That's how some people learn. Focus <laughs> sash strikes again. <laughs> I do think, like, if you want harder, challenging stuff, you should get into competitive. I I but that's not me like I can all I can say you should get into competitive if you want challenging stuff but I can also say that there should be some sort of battle tower but then I should yeah. also say <laughs> you should have a cool reward at the end of battle tower so people who are not into battling feel somewhat incentivized like I don't think the shirt for the dojo was good enough but I also don't think the six IV Diglet that you get for collecting all the Diglet in the, the in the, the Isle of Armor was also good enough. <laughs> like, I think rewards need to do I think rewards need to be better for things that people might not be into. But I think the value in the battle tower is to slowly start getting people into a competitive or comfortable with battling. I suspect that's the real loss here, right? Like, because it's... And, and they've tried to replace that with the, the the strategies that they've shown in, but it's not really the same in that, like, you're not having, like... Very rarely are they, like, a 6v6, right? Or 4v4, as I think competitive tense is 4 by 4v4, yeah. isn't it? You go with 6 and you choose 4. Very rarely is it actually kind of set out in the same way so it is kind of half replacing that in terms of like getting people into the idea of competitive because it certainly is i suspect having never truly done competitive i suspect if you just jump into it you're just going to lose everything right (laughs) you know you've got to figure out what you're doing and and a battle tower is a way that people could have done that in previous games and it's a little bit sad but you know as you say it's not it's complicated yeah i wouldn't say you would lose everything like Pokemon isn't like chess. Like, there's no way somebody who's been playing chess for day one can beat a Grandmaster. But if I was playing Pokemon for day one, there is a chance that I could beat Wolf Glick. Because I did beat Wolf Glick by a trash can in black and white. And I beat him 
because I paralyzed him and he kept getting fully paralyzed. And then after I paralyzed him, I spammed Rock Slide. So I paralyzed, flinched him over and over and I beat Wolf Click. Like I was a, <laughs> ultimately like a day one VGC player in that tournament situation. Fair so like, fair enough. There, there is the RNG aspect of Pokemon that makes it different than like, a, like I would say Pokemon's like a strategy game. Very strategic, obviously, but like not like chess, where like there's no RNG in chess. <laughs> it depends if you're playing against ChatGPT or not, which just changes the rules of the game halfway through. Um, <laughs> here's a question: I, I is this the first games now where we have two Elite Fours in one game? Yes, because even Gen Two didn't have that, right? Because it was it was just it was one Elite, Elite Four. four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just I feel like I feel like that's not really being discussed either. It's like they're both called Elite Four as well. It's not even like the Paldea one is called something different, and so technically it's not an Elite Four, right? They're both actually called Elite Four. <laughs> just find that interesting. Well, it's the Elite Four Club. <laughs> <laughs> well, also when you when you beat the Elite Four, the original tournament in Paldea does get stronger. Um, so their levels up for that. So if you go back to the I, I, the Ace the Ace Academy tournament, I think it's called, mm -hmm. um, that gets upgraded. There, there is, and then like you know what I think they actually kind of did to like replace the battle tower or not replace it, but I think their justification is you can summon the gym leaders to your club room and you can battle them that way and you can trade with them, and I th I think that's maybe the substitute, but like. I am very reward driven in games. So if it's like, what do I get if I battle all the trainers in Paldea? Oh, I get like one ability capsule. I'm not interested. But if you were to tell me like, oh, yeah. you get like a hat that you'll probably never wear. I want the hat that I will never wear. Like I, I, I want that. <laughs> but I, they, uh, which is like a really weird way of thinking. Like, I wanted the mustard shirt in the dojo. Did I ever equip the mustard shirt? No, but I have it. <laughs> in Legends Arceus, if you do the 50 battles to battle and defeat Arceus, you get a little stamp on your trainer card. It's literally a gold stamp, and I wanted it so badly. <laughs> it doesn't do anything, but I got the stamp. Sometimes it's just the the idea of having it any having done it anyway, right? Like that's why people do things like Professor Oak challenges and Nuzlocks and stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. It's the very aspect of having said, "Hey, I did this." And sometimes it's the fact that you can only get that item by doing that one specific thing. You can only get that stamp by doing one specific thing. If it was an ability capsule, that's completely different. Right, you can that's get true. that in so many places. Yeah. Okay, speaking of places, there's the club room. Uh, this is where you can uh, spend your BP. This is where you can invite gym leaders from Paldea over after you, I think after you get credits, um, yep. or at least after you beat Kieran. I think it's after credits, though. Uh, you can change the room. There's like eight different things. You can change the music. You can access the Roto Loto thing. Not Roto Loto. That's, <laughs> the Roto Loto is uh, Sun and Moon, <laughs> if I... <laughs> <laughs> the item printer, printer i believe it's called uh there's a lot in this room i think it's i think it's really cool i was i was surprised that the school was a school uh they hit the old command c command v and they did the same thing in the paldea <laughs> school there's multiple floors 
I was curious yeah. if there was like a working elevator in the school. There is. I didn't see that in my Nintendo preview. They only showed me the dome itself. But there are places to go. None of those places are a battle tower or anything, but there, <laughs> there could have been. There could have been the floor for the battle tower. They opted not to do that. It's interesting as well, because when you first arrive, you, you, you arrive at the top and then you go down to the terrarium. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at that point, I was like, oh, this is all it is, isn't it? And then yeah. you do some more, and then it's like, no, no, there's more. And you're like, oh, wow, there actually is more. I was totally expecting it just to be this dome. But when you go down to the terrarium, you can see that there's more. There's a map. It doesn't really yeah, make sense, right. but there is a map. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a graphic. I wouldn't really call it a map. <laughs> nothing is nothing is labeled on it to start with. It's like, hey, things. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean there are things there. Yeah, Fair. there's it like it really is copy pasted though. The classrooms are the same, the dorm rooms are the same. Yeah, the dorm room is I- almost it's identical, just blue. I found <laughs> that, that was really because like I only end, went in there. There's a point where you get put in there, and I'm like, okay, apparently I'm in here, and I'm like, are, are we sure this is Blueberry Academy? Oh yes, of course we are because it's blue. Yes, <laughs> that's how we know it's the Blueberry Academy. It's got the digital wall. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a there's a cook in the cafeteria that has four items and they're really great. They cost BP, which we'll get to in a second of that. But um, the one that stands out is the one that's like 150 BP. It's like the all American meal, except replace burger with bowl of ramen. But it's like it's like ramen, <laughs> French fries, like a cup of soda. <laughs> There's like an all French fry meal, a all Sunday meal. I don't remember the first one. Deep dish pizza, I think. Oh yeah, the pizza. And then the last one is like the non-American one, but they still tried to like American. <laughs> like it makes sense that they're American meals because you're in ultimately the New York area. Um, but that one I mean, has this is like where, this is where the non-American says that ramen is just as American as a burger, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was no jelly-filled donut option that I'm so used to. <laughs> that one's probably the most interesting because it has a shiny power one for everything, which is just one extra roll. This is very similar to the incense in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Like, you should probably always have an incense on because it's just a plus one to the shiny roll. I mean, the big throwback, big reference there. They've done this before. <laughs> but the uh, the more interesting thing about that one is not only is it plus one all shiny, it's a plus two catch power. So you, if you are filling your Pokedex, listener, pull over in your car. Think about this for a second. If you are actively catching Pokemon to fill your Pokedex, you should always have this running because not only is it going to increase your shiny chance, but it's just going to make catching Pokemon easier because it's catch power too. All things considered, it's not that expensive either. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's very easy to get more than 150 even by yourself in a half hour. Um, yeah. Assuming you're looking oh, at... Way less than that. Way less than that because you want most of the like 10, the, the, the special BBQs are 150 and you only need to do 10 to get to them. Yeah, very nice. this is the first. It's interesting, I think, because the, the automatic thing I certainly thought when I saw it was, oh, it's only shiny level one. Oh, I'm not going to bother then. But like, compared to making a sandwich with Herba Mystica, right? Like, yes, it is fewer extra rolls, but it's also you can just infinitely do this, right? And trying to get Herba Mystica is quite hard, and as you say, it does other th- stuff as well. And also the 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 extra shiny chance being on all types. Is that mm-hmm. unique to this item? It is unique, yep. yeah. I mean, it makes sense for the whatever, but 
Um, yeah, I think that that's interesting because just my initial thought, and I suspect m- multiple other people would do the same, is just like, oh, I'm not going to bother with that. But then when you actually think about the fact that it's all types, and because of Herba Mystica being really difficult still to get, <laughs> you know, it's actually a really good deal. So I think it's interesting because at the start of this podcast, Al, you said, I think it's kind of icky that the flying is behind a paywall, which I yes. I totally am not disagreeing with you. But you could also point to this and say, this is such a good thing. Yeah, it feels different to me because the flying feels like fixing a bad feature already, <laughs> right? Like the traversal and especially the gliding is just bad, right? Even if you like these games, I love these games. I really do. Like I legitimately love these games. But the traversal is just bad and the flying makes a lot of it bearable, right? Whereas this is like, I, you know, I don't think you should say nothing because if you go, oh, well, good things can't go behind DLC, then you just end up with, with the nothing behind the DLC then, well, right? Where, well, I think I think the teal mask is that. Like, what does the, the I don't like unless I like this the teal mask. This is why you get them in a package. This is why you only pay <laughs> once for the both of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's why I like last week. I was like, it almost feels like the flying should have been in the teal mask. And like, sure, like, you know, Amorous has to give you flying again for the dome when you finish it. But there are so many little things in the Indigo disc, the the item printer, the the cafeteria, the whole cafeteria is like everything in the cafeteria is pretty great. Um, the the flying. There are so many things in the uh, there's more stuff. I'm just. Those are the top three that, that are in the Indigo disc specifically that does make it worth it if you like these games and you want more, right? I don't think the Teal Mask does any of that. Like, the Teal Mask has, like, new Pokemon and a new area, but, like, yeah, it even, like, the it PC getting fixed was not a Teal Mask specific. It was no, no. it was an update. It <laughs> The the thing that was said both on this podcast and many places was like, oh, if you like the games, this is just more of the games with the teal mask, right? And, yeah. and I think that's a very fair a- a assessment of that. Uh, whereas this feels like it's more of it, but also improves it in some ways that are DLC specific. Mm-hmm. Um, like the ultra, and... the ultra versions, the platinum, the, the crystal. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, it's... Yeah, I just I think it's you're right. The 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 Teal Mask didn't add features. It added story and it added Pokemon. Whereas this adds story and Pokemon and features. Yeah, the Teal Mask was a necessary story point to get to this, but it didn't add that much else. And when I was thinking mm-hmm. about the kind of how I felt after playing each of them, playing the base game and playing Blueberry Academy, playing the Indigo Disc feels like reading a good book or binge watching a good show or just going on a vacation you feel like you've been somewhere you feel like you've been somewhere and then you when you finish it you're coming back to the present day and where you're at at least for me and the teal mask didn't feel like that it felt like oh this is this is what it is this is kind of short this is kind of small but the indigo disc adds stuff to a completely new level it's almost a whole new it's it's not almost a whole new game but it's it's a lot more. I yeah. I <laughs> I just I also can't think of a situation where somebody goes I like the teal mask more than the indigo disc. There's one reason and that's Ogrepan. Yeah. 
I thought you were gonna say ogre ousting, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, no, I guess you could be no. really into ogre ousting. No, 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 just ogre pun, just ogre pun, on her own. Yeah, I mean, ogre pun is she's <laughs> yeah. a queen. She's a fantastic Pokemon, hands down. I just think like the area is better in the Indigo Disc. I think all the features it adds are better. I think the the Elite Four is more fun and interesting than like the three. The lousy three. The lousy three, yeah. Like those battles were fun, but not as fun, I think, as the Elite Four. Um The Ursaluna one, I think, was the, Oh yes. yeah, that's true. The Ursaluna one was pretty solid. Uh I know Greg really liked the 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 rich people storyline, which I didn't get a chance to to do. Yeah, but that's I mean that's only technically like it's like the first part is in Kitakami and then it's not. And then it goes yeah. back to Paldea. <laughs> yeah. Um you uh you did you both get a chance to use the item printer? I used it quite a bit. Yep. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I really like it. My only real complaint about it is I don't know why they're so why they really don't want us to get bank balls, right? Like it's yeah, this is probably one of the highest chances you can get in anything since they were properly introduced, but it's still a 1 in 1000 chance to get a 2% chance at getting each of the balls, right? Like, it's an absolutely tiny chance of getting any of the specific balls. Yeah. And they're really... And it's like, again and again, every game they seem to give us a way to get these balls, but it's basically impossible to farm them. And I'm I'm really fascinated as to why they're so protective of these balls. May I introduce you to Shiny Locking? We can talk about... <laughs> We can talk about that in a second. Um, so yeah, Sarah B yeah. says that it's a 0.1% chance to activate the chance of getting the ro the Pokeball Loto. And I think that's confusing to some people because I don't know anyone who's doing a single roll. Everyone is probably doing the 10 roll. You should be. And <laughs> that's why it feels like it's happening more often. Because you look at like the 0.1% and you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. It's like, well, yeah, because you're probably not doing a single roll you're probably doing a 10 roll but yeah once the and then i saw some people be like i don't want to upgrade my thing fully because i don't want to get less apricorn balls that's not how it works you like the stellar shards that go into it from the master ball rank because so the the machine upgrades i posted a graphic on instagram and twitter and all that stuff of like what you need to do to upgrade it's not spoilery um it's just like you need to do these requirements to upgrade it when you get it to Master Ball rank, the only thing it adds is a Stellar Charts. That's also not a spoiler because we know there's a 19 Terra type. They literally told us that like <laughs> four months ago. They're, it's called Stellar didn't type. tell us the name, though. <laughs> stellar type is the name. <laughs> Oddly enough, still very confusing unless you actually look up what it's doing. It's, it's not very clear in battle of how it works. Um, Anyways, the, the Master Ball gets you Stellar. And I saw some people be like, I don't want to upgrade because I don't want Stellar type. I don't want it to ruin my Apricorn Balls. That, I, that's not how it works. Yeah. So when you do the rolls, the machine will trigger into a different mode. So that is so separate from the actual item drops. If it triggers into Pokeball Loto, then you're only going to get Pokeballs, nothing else. And then that has its own rolls where like Master Ball is like a half a percent uh luxury ball is like five percent pokeball is like five percent um safari ball is like one percent right like there it, upgrade your upgrade it fully it's fine like don't it's so much it's so much cheaper to run it at full 
right and that was the first thing i did i was like i am upgrading this to max and it's like it goes from was it 50 to like 20 battle points yeah because oh, it's, it's like points it's like blueberry points <laughs> five points a roll but 10 yeah. rolls is like 50 and then it, it gets down to like three points a roll i think at the master ball um yeah and and the the each of the items you put in to get the a thousand percent if you're doing the 10 which you should always do the 10 um like it increases as well like each of them is worth more of that as you upgrade it i just think the apricorn ball situation is they know that people love these and while it was this this is like the monster hunter thing all over again where like when monster hunter went from monster hunter generations to monster hunter world they made some things really easy comparative and then they made some things really hard and the monster hunter fandom was like Blah, this used to be easier and now it's hard and this thing that used to be easy is now hard and this is used to be hard but now it's easy like it's their game they can change the balance at some point game freak realized like oh people really like these and we can get more gameplay out of them slash we can get them to do this slash we can add a mechanic that you come back to to do it like i i like the whole point of the loto machine is yes, you can get apricorn balls, and that's probably the coolest item you can get. But it it is the economy that they created with like you need Pokemon parts, you need like Pokemon liver and Pokemon feet and Pokemon like eyeballs, and like you have to put those in the machine to grind it. But then you have to go back out in the world, do the let's go feature, do the battle feature. While you're doing BBQs to get points, like they just built their own economy into the game. Yeah, my point is like, I guess the with how rare they are, it makes me not want to do it. Right? If it was like a higher percentage, like that's the you know, as I've mentioned before, I'm a collector. I like collecting things, so I like getting Pokemon in different balls, right? And the thing is, if I could go back and like spend an hour doing it and know i'm probably going to get 10 of each ball i would absolutely spend that hour doing it but i'm probably going to spend that hour doing it and maybe get two not two of each two <laughs> two of the bank balls right like they're they're just they're still so incredibly rare that it just makes me go i i can't be bothered wasting the time to do this you know this leads into the second part about like keeping them rare is like i mean i i i guess i like the three of us are lucky because we're in like a discord and a slack community that loves pokemon but like i just remember like every seven star raid like greninja for example i caught greninja in a love ball and then people in our communities like caught in like lure ball beast ball friend ball and then all of a sudden like after that raid is gone people are like hey does anyone have a froakie in a beast ball like yeah let me breed you one. Oh, i caught mine in a heavy ball let me trade you my heavy ball froakie for your beast ball froakie and like it encourages like the trading i think there is like whether you love it or hate it i think there is somewhat of a responsibility to like i don't know if responsibility is definitely not the right word but like <laughs> you want to make trade like it does add to the value of trading whatever the value is is subjective but like I I don't know. You just sound like the people that say that shinies are too common now. That's that's what it feels like to me, right? Like, oh, we can't make them more common because then people will have them. I th you know, but I think just... like you want to encourage trading in some instances. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they have to be as rare as they are, right? They can still like if if you if you spend an hour and get ten of each of them, I'm still probably not going to do that for all of them, right? Like we have a, a group of people who've been doing. We did we started in Sword and Shield and we started getting as many of the Pokemon in the bank balls as possible but at some point you're like i just we just can't get anymore 
right? You have it like takes so much time to get them that it becomes basically not impossible, but it's not fun anymore. It's better than the Cramorant, the Cramomatic. Uh, sure, <laughs> sure, but that's like that's a huge. That's not saying much. <laughs> yeah, I you know I don't know because yeah. like I I think I think ever since we made the jump to Scarlet. So, sorry. Ever since we made the jump to Switch, I think they did change a lot to how their economy works. And when I say economy, I just don't think I don't. I'm not saying Pokey dollars. When I say economy, I I do think of like the value of Pokemon, the shinies, uh, um, like items, like ability patch, like star pieces. Like there's a lot of like. Unlike a game like GTA, where like GTA the economy is actually the money (laughs) that's why you're playing gta online is like the money is actually the economy in this game you could argue that like like i could make a trade with al and be like hey al can i get a love ball i'll trade you a shiny houndour is like is and al might be like yeah that's a fair trade like i would love the shiny houndour i don't care about the love ball so i do think in the sense if you think about like the apricorn balls in the sense of like would you trade your extra maridon for um uh a beast ball because you can only get one beast ball well i think you get two beast balls in this game now well before the roto loto i think you can only get one like some people might do that trade because they would be like oh i have two maridon i don't need two i would definitely like another beast ball but then you could like logistically go well i can just go back to sun and moon and i could get unlimited beast balls but i also can't catch a nimble in sun and moon Mm-hmm. So I think they are really playing with the uh, the concept of like all of these these things are worth something. Yeah. I get that. I get that. It just it's I, I it's it feels frustrating because it's like a ge- another another game where they're incredibly <laughs> rare, right? Like it's not so many things. It's like oh yeah, it's rare, but then it's easier, and then it's harder, and you know whatever. But like I don't think since Heart Gold Soul Silver have you been able to get them consistently and easily easily so yeah that's the thing if they do a a johto remake (laughs) let's go johto legend (laughs) celebi (laughs) 2 ultra edition when that comes out which i'm sure it will it'll have all the regions too i mean maybe that's my word Um, maybe that's what they're waiting for maybe that's why yeah who knows but it's just a bit frustrating i think is my thing like i love i like i think it's actually it's way better than the chromomatic right the 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 item and I, printer and i've had a lot of fun doing it right like i've done a lot the flababy uh, outbreaks were particularly good because you can max out the flababy stuff really easily shiny hunting them and then you go throw them in the item printer but yeah i think it's just that one thing that's really fr- it's just like so incredibly rare but that's probably a specific thing to a specific kind of person again i don't like think, i don't the, think i don't like the, i think you are speaking for the majority of at least vocal people like remember when oh no do i want to do that remember when (laughs) the crown the isle of armor was coming out and people were like oh my gosh they're gonna make it so easy to get apricorn balls and like i think i said this in like my preview video of like they never said that they literally never said that like i i have the screenshot of it flashing on screen just saying like apricorn like i think all it says is like apricorn balls it doesn't say like easy or more um and then people were mad because it was in the cramomatic and it wasn't like you could still get them. You could sit there like with a turbo controller and get them. Look, sure. like if you yeah. want unlimited master balls, just wonder trade. Like you'll get them. Like it's fine. Like there is, there is like, <laughs> there is like an economy in this game, but not like people haven't like just 
hacked whatever they wanted into these games anyways but like however you play your game right like i'm not here to if you want to wonder trade from zashian.gov go do that that's fine um i don't care (laughs) of all the choices (laughs) .gov machamps.org i don't know like go do that uh (laughs) the government zashian is out here giving free master balls you won't believe but like I do think about that of like apricorn balls, like people are very vocal about them. It's very clear that like people like them for as much as people are go like Game Freak doesn't listen. Oh, no, they do. They just <laughs> trolled everyone with a gimme ghoul. Like they definitely listen yeah. and pay attention. Like they, they know they're not out of touch. Like, I think the reason they upped the amount of sandwich ingredients through Mystery Gift is because you all were complaining about it. And they were like, you know what we're giving them next week? More lettuce. Enjoy it, trainers. Get your I lettuce. I have maxed out lettuce now, right? I don't need no more lettuce. <laughs> they definitely pay attention to this stuff. Like, that is yep. also, that's why there's, like, certain Pokemon combinations or certain Pokemon standing next to each other or, like, the Waylord and Skitty. Like... They know, like, there's a giant Waylord in the Isle of Armor because people were complaining about Waylord size. I don't think that was a coincidence. I think Game Freak was like, you want to complain about Waylord? Here's a big Waylord. Okay, now shut up about Waylord. Like, <laughs> like I, they're very, like, I, I know for sure they know that people want Apricorn Balls. I am curious, though, is if we do ever get a Johto remake of whatever that is, how are they going to handle that situation? If they if they don't give it if it's not like it was and I'm I will riot right like Faithful, that's my point Faithful right there are, <laughs> there are many things I will just accept and I will just I will riot at that point I'm not saying I won't buy the games of course I will right I'm a sucker I will buy them I will play them but I will riot about that yeah sure <laughs> okay can I can I uh, Al complaining about apricorn balls which is fine I want to complain about the synchro machine I think it's bad. Oh. <sighs> I feel like it's, is this just so you don't have to admit that you were wrong last week? No, I was I was a hundred percent right last made. week. I was a hundred percent right last week, and you guys had y'all had high expectations. I want to explain, and, and they were met. They were met. <laughs> is this the best feature that Pokemon has ever made? You were I out enjoy of it mind. more than I thought I would. So let me tell you about my experience with the Indigo Disc. I spent the first two hours customizing my character with the new clothes because I was trying to match the blues. Game Freak maybe is slightly colorblind because their instance of teal and navy and blue are all different between stores. It is so hard to match the very limited outfits you have in this game. They added a cowboy hat, by the way. Anyways, I spent two hours going to every store looking at all the new items. I'm not exaggerating. That is my experience with the Indigo Disc. I then, after two hours of customizing my character, I then spent 90 minutes with the sync machine. Every time I was like, this is cool, something would happen where I would be like, this is no longer cool. Where you can't jump and you fall into the water or you fall off a cliff. and That's probably like the biggest complaint is not being able to jump. Yeah. Yeah. I love running around as my Meowskarata. My Meowskarata is so fast and when i am doing bbqs i will absolutely just go and synchro into my meowskarata to go and auto battle pokemon pick up items because i can get those done in what feels like 20 seconds but i can't go up a ledge at all (laughs) so i have to find a very flat piece of ground 
And if you're a flying Pokemon, you cannot fly in a... They, they literally added flying in this DLC, and your Rayquaza just free falls. That's it. It's like, those... I feel like those two... Dis, I, I feel like my complaint isn't the synchro machine itself. I think the concept and the novelty of the machine is cool. Uh, but like the execution and for the somebody's going to be like typing on YouTube or in our discord and be like, well, they said it was like a beta. I don't know. I have a nerdy voice this episode. Well, I, they, they said it was a beta pro like the girl tells you it's like beta or in testing. But like your Maridon can jump. Your Maridon can fly. It doesn't yeah, have can't. to. Your player character can't. <laughs> yeah, sure. But like you've not got the neurons to do that. Your Come player on. character can't get in three of the four doors to go into the center plaza in the terrarium because there's a ledge and you have to ride Miraidon or Kuraidon to get in there. That's a great point. That that the He's walking. machine Is anyone walking in this game? <laughs> I've walked some. <laughs> but like it does it does break that I don't know immersion they they want. Yeah. Like the thing I get, like the the question I got the most is like, what's the point of the synchro machine? To have fun. I mean, like, what's yeah. the, what's the point of getting like ten wins in Fortnite? Like, I let, maybe you're updating your LinkedIn to be like, I won Fortnite ten times. But like, there's the like, you're not getting anything in Fortnite. Like everything in Fortnite is like paid cosmetics, right? Like it doesn't matter whether you win or lose. You're not like getting something for winning somebody's gonna maybe tell me i'm wrong maybe there's a new feature in fortnite where if you win you do get something but like <laughs> i don't think you're getting like the rock skin for winning in fortnite you just got to buy the rock like that's all i maybe i'm i think the rock is in fortnite i don't know is there anything not in fortnite the battling wild pokemon and collecting things is faster there's no debate i mean it's faster for like 20 pokemon because like in what universe are you ever picking don dozo as the Pokemon you're going to walk with <laughs> because you are slow. There are also things about the Sync Machine that I just don't like. like. Why is Amoongus, a Pokemon with a base speed 30, faster moving than Dragapult? Like, Dragapult's yeah. base speed is like 142. And the base speed of the Pokemon has nothing to do with their overworld speed. For the most part, Except if you're like... Varum, and then Varum is just so fast, which makes sense for Varum. Like... I need to do a race against Meowskarada and Varum. Also, if you are, if you're, uh, you say the flying Pokemon freefall, but Varum and Reverum don't. If you go up to the highest point and you you can just keep going, <laughs> you are hovering high, high in the sky. So like it's amazing. And then like I was using Veluza, and then I was like, oh man, Veluza is so slow. And then it was like, well, go in water. I did. It's also slow in water and for anyone's like well it's based off the base speed of their pokemon and like blah, blah. we all played the original scarlet and violet don't gaslight me veluza <laughs> is everywhere and it's it's flying at you non-stop in the water like it's a fast pokemon why is my veluza moving slower than a charger bug like it like that's one of the pokemon i would have expected to be fast yeah no veluza is super slow like, Landorus is super slow, and he's on a cloud. He doesn't even have legs. He's a force of nature. Like, I think it's those things all added up with the fact that you can't jump, you can't fly, um, you can't open your map, 
which like the first time I was for room and I was like zooming around, I was like, man, this is awesome. This is fun. I'm having a great time. I was like, I don't know where I am. Let me open the map. Oh, I, I can't. I, I, I've I like I, I want to again, I spent two hours making clothes and then I spent 90 minutes in the 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 synchro machine. I didn't know the map. I didn't learn it. I just <laughs> zooming around. I had no clue how to get back. I mean, you don't have the map because you're the Pokemon. Your player characters just standing there with their hands in front of their face. No, I understand the logic. <laughs> it doesn't make it fun. If, if I... you want the map, I want yeah. to be able to see the BBQs while I'm playing as a Pokemon because that was annoying, having to memorize how many. Oh, I didn't think about that. Well, I mean, you know, obviously, obviously I was making it for comedic, comedic effect. Obviously, there are some issues with this. My biggest issue with it is that you can accidentally knock out shiny Pokemon, which I I understand, again, like similar to, I understand the logic behind that, right? Like the reason your Pokemon doesn't knock out a shiny Pokemon is because it knows not to, right? And and you are the brains behind, you've taken, which by the way, there are some real ethical questions about taking over the body of a Pokemon, right? <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like that's a whole other episode on its own. Um. <laughs> But it's not like the, and especially if you're Varum or Reverum, you are accidentally knocking shiny Pokemon out before you've even realized it's shiny, right? Because you don't have to attack as well. If you eat so much as oh, touch yeah, you the Pokemon, to you knock it out. I've seen so many people accidentally knock out shiny Pokemon. It's not, yeah, not fun. <laughs> okay, but the counter argument to that is like, oh, just synchro near a outbreak and then you can knock them out faster. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. But like when I was having the most fun with this feature, it was when I was exploring the world and getting lost. Like yeah. everyone who's like, this is great. It's probably because you're not using Veluza. Like no one is like, man, I can't wait to be Veluza and move as fast as like sandpaper. Like that. The your it metaphors like, are on 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 point today. <laughs> it felt like sandpaper in my brain of like what's happening. Um, like it's like Miascarada. It's it's like uh, Eternatus. It's like Varum. It's like Golden Go. These Pokemon that are just moving so fast, so much faster than your characters, so they can do things faster. But also like traversing the world at that speed is fun. And yeah. also the frame rate is dramatically better, but the reason is because Pokemon aren't spawning in. So as long as Pokemon aren't spawning in, your frame rate is good. Like if you go with Varum and go around the map, you won't see Pokemon spawns because he's moving so fast. But also your game runs like really smooth. It's like a really interesting thing about how I don't know. So Pokemon that's how we make do it. That's spawn how spawn in, just not if you're going as fast as you can in one direction because you're going faster than the Pokemon can spawn. Right. Yes. Yes. So if you're going full speed with Zaroom in a direction, you're not like obviously if you're going normal speed with Zaroom, things are going to spawn in. But so what you're saying, Steve, is the best way to make these games run better is to have no Pokemon. Yeah. 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 Just <laughs> get rid of all the Pokemon. No Pokemon allowed. Uh, like the the fun I had was like. How does this Pokemon move? How does this one? And a lot of them move the way you expect them to move. And then there's like fun in like, does this Pokemon swim? Does this Pokemon not swim? And I can totally see, like we had somebody in our chat and they were like, oh, my kids, I've only done the synchro feature. That's all they care about. That's all they want to do. And like right now they're playing hide and seek with their Pokemon. And that's like, <laughs> that's awesome. That's super cool. You know what would make that hide and seek better? If you could jump over a ledge. Yeah. 
there's just like the little things of like ah, I don't like it because of this, but like there's so much potential there. Did anyone at Game Freak like play in this mode for an hour and be like, hey, maybe maybe our Toad School should be able to like do a little hop? It's one of those things that I hope they are saying is beta for game purposes, but also is something they actually bring back again. Yeah, I think being a Pokemon you like is very novel. Like, yeah, there's, it's, there's a... it's one of the few things I've seen people asking who if they didn't buy the DLC, they've been asking, is this locked behind the DLC? Because this sounds interesting. Yeah, no, I it's crazy because I've only seen like we did our episode last week and I was like, what is this feature for? I did the, I did the standard question, like, who is this for? And I was so surprised at the comments of being like people being like, oh, I'm so excited for this. Oh, my gosh, this looks so cool. I can't believe like you're not excited for this. I'm still not excited for it. Uh, like. <laughs> Like, I, I think I've spent more than enough time to be, like, 90 minutes straight in this mode is probably longer than most people will ever give it. Even if you're, like, even if you're, like, I'm just going to do it for outbreaks. Okay, well, then you're going to do it for about 60 seconds, and then you're going to leave that mode because you can't be in that mode anymore to knock out a Pokemon. Like, yeah, you got the outbreak done twice as fast, but it also only takes, like, five minutes to knock out 60 Pokemon. And then once you do that, you cannot be in that mode anymore because you're going to knock out your shiny. And that's not yeah. great. Like, I was hoping that the mode would also include EV training. Like, that would be cool. And it doesn't do that. So the only thing that it really does is knock out and get materials faster. But then, again, you risk a shiny popping up and then your Pokemon yeah. just knocking it out right away because there's no way to control it. And at that point, it's like, I don't think knocking out is that slow. And yeah. I'm also doing other things like taking photos or gliding or accessing my map. <laughs> so I would just rather not use it. It definitely feels to me like there's a core of an idea here that could be really good if they put more stuff into it. And whether that's, you know, we're going to get into that fun discussion again, right? Is it the time? Is it the fact that people just made bad decisions? You know, these things we'll, we'll never truly know. But like, I, I feel like there's, we see this a lot in Pokemon where they do something and then in another game, not probably not the next game, but the one after that, like the remake, if we get a remake next year, it's not going to have this feature. Right, but the game after that, the next generation, it will probably have something like it, and it will see, oh, that's where they got this idea, but they didn't, they didn't go all the way with it. Right, they went some of the way to try out an idea and see how people like it, and the idea was to get this in the next game properly. That's what that's I'm hoping. Hope. I mean, I can imagine, I could imagine myself when I was this Pokemon-loving little kid. I would have spent so much time in this mode. Yeah. I pretended to be a Pokemon on the playground in elementary school. I absolutely would have <laughs> played as a Pokemon for as long as I possibly could in these games. And I'm still enjoying it. But I wish we could jump just a little bit. <laughs> I really wanted to use it for shiny hunting. But as soon as I saw you knocked out a shiny, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, done. No, nah, I'm not risking that. It's not even like what you said earlier where your Pokemon won't. Like, you don't ever have to hit the attack. Yeah. Like, and even if it was like the shiny pops up and you actually have to hit the attack, I'd be like, oh, okay. Because that would give me time to be like, let me. Depends on the Pokemon at that point. Right, right. 
but it's it's just like if you're close enough we're auto attacking uh yeah and it, if it spawns right next to you right <laughs> there's it, literally nothing you can do again i think like i think if you wanted to race your friends, if you wanted to like play hide and seek, I think that's there. But like everything I'm complaining about isn't that. Like the core concept is cool. I'm complaining about yeah. like the jumping, the flying, the like the little things that would like you would think would just be there. Yeah. Like, maybe if I was in it for two hours, they gave me a shirt. I would definitely be more into it. If they just gave me a free <laughs> shirt at the end, I would be. I plan to keep using it for BBQs. Yeah. Speaking of BBQs, uh, they're back. Uh, I did a whole video about this of how, or they're they're. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the the everybody's favorite feature from another game. <laughs> Speaking of BBQs, they're back from America. We have them every July. It's great. We can put hot dogs on the grill. In this case, you got to take a picture of a flying Pokemon. Uh, a Pokemon in flight, not a Pokemon fighting, which I thought it said for about two hours. <laughs> I was like, how do you open your camera when they're fighting? Oh, it says flight, not fight. <laughs> this, well, look, there's a lot of things in Pokemon where I go, this should come back in a future game. And then it never does. Like, Black and White had a metal system. Like, Black and White had its own achievement system. And it was fantastic, and it's never come back. Sword and Shield had it where your trainer card remembered how many Pokemon you caught, how many shinies you caught, what your score was. That, for whatever reason, never came back. I think having little side quests in the sidebar to earn BP, which is just another currency, I think that's great. I think it's great that you don't have to like walk somewhere to pick up new quests. It's just you always have three. You go through it. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts about the BBQs? I heard they're back. <laughs> I think what I the first spent... B stands for. <laughs> <laughs> I think I spent maybe four hours playing just, just BBQs last night just because it's a fun gameplay loop for me. I actually genuinely enjoy it. Yes, they're repetitive, but as I'm still exploring the map, as I'm still getting to know the... Uh, dome i keep forgetting terrarium that's it as i'm still getting to know the terrarium which just a side point why is when was it named the terrarium because they only recently stabilized terra in there just a thought but <laughs> um, i think i played it for four hours last night and did not get tired of it the only reason i stopped was because i needed food yeah i i like them I think it's fun to have something that you're kind of almost accidentally doing as you're doing other things. Mm -hmm. I, I spent a good amount of time doing it myself. And then as soon as I learned how many more you get doing it in a team, I was like, I am never going to focus on this on my own anymore. Right. I will do some accidentally through just playing the game, obviously. But like, if I'm focusing on these, I am doing it in a team. I, I'm, I'm maxing this out. You know, like it's, it's wild the difference between that, you know. Yeah, and you don't even, I mean, some of them benefit from working together and from having communication, but even just being in the same game and playing, doing whatever you're working on in the same game means that you're going to be contributing to everyone's yeah. BP. Yeah. The only thing that would, like, slow down a team stuff is, like, if people were focused on story stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but if everyone's, even if everyone's, like, shiny hunting in their own way or filling their Pokedex, like... You're filling your Pokedex. I'm shiny hunting. You're uh, Mark hunting. I don't know. <laughs> like, you're still going to contribute because 
the group rewards are so uh, overlapping. Like, it's just so easy to be like, like, I, I like I had a BBQ for like two hours yesterday and it was like, catch a fighting Pokemon. But like, I wasn't, I was doing other things. <laughs> like, I wasn't yeah. near any fighting Pokemon. But if I was in a group setting, that would have been done almost like instantly because somebody would have caught a fighting Pokemon at that point. Yeah. Like, somebody would have, would have done it. Yeah. So this is like the good and the bad. The good is like, they made co-op or like the reason to join somebody else's world exciting and beneficial it like feels rewarding the bad is to get the better or get faster rewards you have to join somebody's reward like al said there's not like there's just a day and night difference in being solo yeah. versus being with somebody else i mean yes but it doesn't really matter Right, like it's not like you have to do the BBQs to. Well, I mean, you have to have a certain amount of BP to finish the story, but it's a really small amount. Like you can spend yourself half an hour on your own, and you can get all the BP you need for the rest of the story. Right, like it's not if if you want to like get all of the Pokemon in all the biomes, and you want to like get all of the upgrades in the room, and you want to do all. Yeah, you 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 will need to to do that unless you're going to spend hours and hours and hours doing it yourself. But this is like, but, the, this is the thing is like, people are like, oh, the teal mask was so short. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I don't disagree with those people. But also like, if you grind out all the BP in like two hours, which you, you actually could with a group of people, and you yeah. unlock all the biomes and you unlock all the rooms and you unlock all the throwing styles and you unlock all the speakers, you're, you're, you're done. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, you've unlocked everything. It's this weird, like, balance of, like, how do I min-max this? But also, like, <laughs> once you spend the 12000 to unlock all the biomes, which is probably the thing that people want the most. And yeah. legitimately, if you are playing with other people, you can get 12000 an hour. If you're doing yeah. that solo, it would probably take you maybe, like, for, like, four times longer, minus that. It would probably take you, like, six or eight hours if you were doing that solo, which is, like, really repetitive. I think a person not listening to this podcast is probably like not that hardcore. They're like, oh, cool. I unlocked this biome today. I'll unlock another biome tomorrow. I'll unlock another biome on Sunday, right? It's really not that big of a deal. It's almost like the Animal Crossing problem of like, well, I want to build three bridges today. It was like, let's slow down. There's yeah. not a lot to do in Animal Crossing here. Like you can, the, <laughs> the whole thing is kind of like milking a day-to-day kind of thing. Like it's... yeah. It's easy to complain that like you don't have enough BP right now, right in this instance, but it's also easy in like four days to be like, well, I, I did everything. Yeah, yeah you, I, you, I think you you hardcore grind. Like it's like this again. I'm not saying one person is right or one person is wrong, but there is like this balance of like it's not that big of a deal. But also like if you want it to be easier, this feature like co-op is here. That's what I like about it, right? Is like it's it's not you don't need to do this. But you can if you really care about it. And so, like, I will do that because it's just wildly quicker and I can do that. And it doesn't mean I'm then going to immediately go and unlock everything straight away. But it does mean that I have that ability if I want to. Um, yeah, this is one of my favorite ways they can inter implement, there we go, implement some sort of co-op <laughs> thing. Something where someone can do what they're trying to do on their own, just slower and with 
a whole lot more effort, but when you're doing it in co-op, it goes a whole lot faster. This is some of the complaints that people have with, say, raid battles in Pokemon Go, where there are raids you just can't solo that you absolutely yeah, exactly. need other people for. But in this case, you can do all of this on your own. It just takes time. Main complaint is, like, I don't have friends. I can't do this. Or why did they put this feature behind co- like co-op? I The feature is not behind co-op. You can do it yourself. Again, like, you could easily unlock the bi- like one biome every day for four days. And it would, it, realistically, it would probably take you, like, an hour a day every day to do that. Imagine playing a video game that you purchased. Like... <laughs> crazy right um it does it, like there need there there always needs to be this is the problem niantic is struggling with there needs to be benefits to playing with people versus like yes it might be a little bit harder or a little bit slower by yourself but like if you want us to go out and play with people niantic you need to give us something to do it if that's your envisioning of this game i did co-op twice before the indigo disc and the first time was like, let's try to shiny hunt. And it was like, oh, this is okay. Like, we're not getting as many spawns. It's like super laggy. Like, and then when I did it again the second time, I realized, oh, if you came over, we made a sandwich together, which is whatever, fun, fine. We save ingredients. And then you leave. We actually just both have better experiences once you leave. <laughs> like, shockingly enough, the co-op does work. Like, that's the surprising part about this that is like, the frame rate aside, like Game Freak made co-op work, which is pretty impressive. Uh, I didn't think they would be able to do it. When people join in the Indigo Disc, yes, it's like more frame ratey. It's a little more chunky, but it's not like it's that much better when people aren't there. You do get like less spawns, especially if the person's like standing next to you. But if everyone joins and then just goes to a separate biome, it's like actually a fun, fantastic experience. Like it's really cool. Yeah. And it's like it does feel like I remember those like fa- like those like fan made MMOs where it was like we put all the regions in the game. Well, my nerd voice again. We put all the regions in the game, and you can like shiny hunt together. And like when you watch it, it's just like five people in the grass running like back and forth. And it's like yeah, I mean, I guess you're together, but like you're not really doing anything together. Like this actually feels like. We're in a world together, and, like, I love the Ditto thing. I think the Ditto thing is so fun to, like, find the Dittos. I like the everyone get together to take a picture. I think that's, like, really charming and fun, even though it's, like, maybe one of the more annoying ones. But it's, like, there's still, like, a charm to it of, like, everyone get their glasses for this picture. I think it's fun because, it like, what they're doing is they're incentivizing you to split up and then incentivizing you to come back together yeah, in a yeah, couple yeah. of different ways yeah. as well. Right? Because it, it, it makes... You know, it's not just like, oh, yeah, if you're together, it's laggier, right? That is a thing to bear in mind. But also, if you're all together, you know, if someone needs to be in the polar region to take a picture because it said take a picture of a Pokemon in the polar region, you're not there. You need to be there, right? So it like it's it incentivizes you to do different things. And then it's like, oh, hey, now's the time to meet up either through taking a picture or you all go to this one biome because you're looking for the ditto ones and then you're spread out but in a small a smaller area like i really like i think it's a good balance of different things they're doing there yeah and having the bbqs all there and having the ability to just sort of see when people are checking them off see when people are achieving them and have that constantly going on screen knowing that you're playing with other people is a whole lot more fun it's also amazing for adhd people right because it's just a constantly doing stuff there's always <laughs> noises and and colors and i love it it's fantastic. <laughs> 
I our Discord grew over a thousand people in 24 hours because of the little YouTube video I put out. And I said, "Hey, if you need help, I, I literally made a five minute video of like, hey, I'm not going to draw this. Out. I'm not going to draw this video. Out. I'm not going to clickbait you. If you want BP fast, you got to join with people. If you're looking to play with people, our Discord's really great. Like, I don't really do a lot in my own Discord. I have like a great moderation team over here. There also like." We don't have to moderate anything in Slack because, for whatever reason, everyone's very well behaved and like my there's never there's never any drama in Slack. There's always some drama in Discord because you know I think I think Discord tends to cater to a, a younger audience versus it's also much much bigger. Yeah, Discord. Yeah, yeah. Slack is more of like a corporate thing. Well, when I made the Slack initially, <laughs> Discord was not a thing. It just didn't exist back then. So, um. Anyways, we have two different communities. They're both great for different reasons. But I woke up and I was like, I didn't expect this video to blow up. It was just like a five minute video of like, here's a couple tricks, do this. And it's great. Like, it, it's so like everyone's saying they're having a great time with it. Like universally, I think the, the complaint you see is like, I don't have friends or I don't have Nintendo online or I don't want to do this. But I think like those complaints aside, like I understand those complaints people aren't complaining about like the co-op they're like it's so great to get in here these quests are fun i think al hit it out of the park like you all go off in your separate way but they give you quests to come back together um which is like really smart um and like one of the few things that game freak has done right this generation <laughs> but like <laughs> it's it's so good to like get a quest of like hatch an egg like I don't want to hatch an egg. I don't like hatching eggs in this game. So for somebody to be like, I'll hatch the egg and then like I'll find a raid, like I'll do a raid. And then like you guys want to join? Cool. If you guys don't want to join, that's also cool. Keep doing your thing. Like I, I don't need all four of you here to knock out like a three star off Kremi. Like I can do it myself. You'll still get the points. Like go <laughs> keep doing it. But if you want to come in, that's cool too. Like there's just so many things about this where like I. When I think about raid battles in Sword and Shield, I think to myself, I cannot envision a game without raid battles going forward. I think four people, four person PvE co-op is a feature that needs to stay in Pokemon. And with this, this is like this co-op feature of go off, do your own thing, come back together is an, like the first thing I think in Generation 9 where I'm like, this needs... Because like raids in Generation 9 are not new. Well, they're a new style, but still the concept is the same. But I do think this is the thing that needs to stay. Like, breeding needs to stay. Competitive needs to stay. Trading needs to stay. Raids now need to stay. But I think this, whatever this is, needs <laughs> to stay. Yeah. 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 I, I liked... Sorry. I liked co-op before, and I like it even more now. I didn't like co-op before, and now I do like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't think this is, like, new or unique to this series. No. And I, I did see some people say this. Like, I, I, don't, I don't consider Pokemon ever to be a multiplayer game. I consider it to be a community game. And maybe this is just me making up words. But, like, I think there is, even going back to Red and Blue... Like, yes, you can play that whole game solo, but still the concept of that was to purchase a $15 link cable or somebody to purchase that and then to trade those Pokemon. Like, in Red and Blue, you cannot get all the starter Pokemon. Like, somebody, like, unfortunately, in that game, you would have to have a friend who wanted to restart their game 
and then trade you a Bulbasaur and then restart their game again and trade you a Squirtle and then restart their game again and trade you the, uh, a v- uh, what was the last one? Charmander. And then <laughs> do it three more times because then they want you to trade those back to you, right? Like in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, you could get two Blacephalons and then the other version got two Stakatakas. The whole point of that was to trade your extra for somebody else's extra. Like even going back to X and Y, X and Y, if you stayed online and you had the P P S S P P S P S S, like you could owe power people. And that was a better experience. Like, yes, you could have played all of X and Y offline, but like, if I was trying to catch Xerneas or or Zygarde, I could be like, hey, Al, can you, I know I, you're online. Can you send me catch power, O power over here, Mr. Bond, and send it right on over? And Al could do that, and now my catching experience is better. Like, they, every Pokemon game has had some sort of, beyond, you know, trading and battling, some sort of community come together kind of features. And obviously, like, Indigo Disc has, like, Vulpix and, and Alolan Sandshrew are, like, separate, and, um... Cramorant and Morpeko are separate in the Teal Mask, right? Like, like version exclusives have always existed, but they have always done like sitting on a couch next to each other, or um, now with connecting online and like playing together. Like this is this is not unique. I think it's just like I want BP fast, but I don't like playing online. Like I think those two are clashing, and it's like I get it. I, I totally get it if you don't have Nintendo online or if you don't have anyone to play with, but... I mean, just like with Generation 1, you can always just buy another one and do it yourself with yourself, right? I love... I would I would love to see the first person who has, like, four Switches all laid out and... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you are trying to do the... PBQs on all of them even all if you, at the same time. I want to see that, please. Someone do even it. Even if you had four switches, you. it would still go faster for you if you're only playing one just because you're seeing 12 quests instead of three quests. That's that's a good... Yeah, that's yes. very true. So yeah. ultimately, it is like red and blue in that instance of like having two Game Boys buying your link cable. It's just... Exactly. You know. <laughs> and the thing is, right, like if you don't have Nintendo Online, sure, fine. Yeah, you can okay. get a free There's trial, by the way. We can do for you. You can you, you can. can go to mydnintendo.com and then that like use like ten platinum points still. and get like right. a free trial. Yeah. There's not a huge amount we can do for you that if you really care about it, you might have to find some people in real life. And I know that that's not a fun thing for some of us, right? I get that. But there probably is something near you, right? There probably is a Pokemon tournament group or a trading group or they probably exist i know there's one near me i never go to it because i don't well one don't have the time and two i don't like people but there's probably something near you if you really care about it if you are somebody who struggles with social anxiety or communicating with other people there's very little communication in once you do connect to the co-op and also like i said in my like little five minute video you really only have to do this for an hour. If you're if your like goal is just to get as many as much BP as possible just to unlock stuff, like everything else in the game is relatively cheap. Like it's just like the biomes and like like the camera feature, the camera features that like add like filters or marks or stuff. The only one you really want is marks, like the filters don't matter either. But like yeah. you can get 10,000 BP in an hour playing with four people and then you literally literally never really have to do it again. Because the rest of the BP is that just that loop of like knocking out Pokemon, doing it, coming back, and then you can get 150 BP 
solo by yourself very easy if you want to keep running the american five-star meal over and over again um so i but i get it like i totally get somebody it's it's like the raid thing we've talked about literally for the last year of like people don't want to join raids not because they don't have nintendo online or not because they don't like social features it's that people don't want to join raids because they've had a bad experience they don't want to be the person to join a raid and be like, we lost this raid because of Hannah. I can't believe Hannah brought this Meowskarata to a Typhlosion raid. And Hannah, it's not even level 100. And then Hannah's like, oh, I'm the person that like lost the raid. I don't want to do it again. Like, pick somebody else. Like, that is a real thing that exists. And then, you know, it turns people off. And it's pro- it's probably the same here with co-op. Like, oh, I went into, like, a streamer stream, and I was like, hey, does anyone have it? And the streamer, like, was like, no, we don't do it here. Or, like, no, I only play with my friends. Like, I totally get that. And that's why, like, with, you know, when people come in and they're like, can I post a code? It's like, like, you've already passed the first test, right? Like, you've already passed the, like, can I, like, you're asking a question instead of just, like, posting a code. Like, this is the weird thing about Pokemon, my side rant. The weird thing is when I stream Pokemon Go, people come into my stream, they don't say hi, they don't say anything, they just start spamming their friend code. That's it. No text, here's just 12 digits. It's so weird in the, maybe because Pokemon Go is free, I think that's why, so you get, like, if you came into my stream and you're like, hey, I'm looking for people for BBQs, which has happened a lot in the last three days, like, you have already <laughs> provided so much more social interaction than the Go players that are just, like, I get why you're spamming your code, because you don't have friends, because you're not using words. <laughs> Talk. Maybe say hello first. I promise I also- you it will go a longer <laughs> I'm also, I suspect somebody will be building an app for it as well, right? Like, we have the apps for Pokemon Go that allow you to connect to people, you get their friends' codes, you add them, and then you get invited to a raid. And you never have to talk to anyone, and then you can delete them afterwards. You never have, like, there's literally zero effort into that. I suspect we'll have the same for this as well. Like, hey, join this queue and you'll be given a code and you can go and do that. But I think that the other, like you were talking about, like, oh, yeah, there's the negatives in raids of you can muck it up. You can't muck this up. Yeah, you, right? you really can't. Like, as also- you say, even if you, even if you do nothing, you are still advantaging every, everyone <laughs> because you're giving them more things to complete at the same time, right? Literally, there's no, neg- like, you could argue that, oh, well, they took a spot that, spot that someone else could have been in and doing more. But then you're just like, you're min-maxing at that point. Just spend more time doing it. It's fine. Yeah, it's right? also like, not really like, like Animal Crossing. Al can't come over and like stomp stomp on my like flowers. <laughs> like there, there's nothing that Al can do in my world to like ruin my experience. I suppose that like Al could like destroy your ecosystem, like crouch <laughs> behind me and like hide in the bush. And then when like a shiny milsery comes up, he's like the one that like sprints to it. For I maybe that could be it, but I, <laughs> but like I don't think that situation is happening. Anyway, so much effort as well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you if you're listening to this part, you need people to play with. Uh, our Discord is free. Our Slack is behind the Patreon stuff, probably for the best. Uh, but but our our, our wow. you can also come to stream when I'm live on Twitch. Uh, I don't know, Hannah, are you also doing BBQs on your Twitch? I haven't yet, but I was very story focused until. The very last stream I've done this week, I plan to do a couple BBQ parties. I think. Okay, there you go. So the Hannah streaming, I'm streaming. Um, our Discord has really we have threaded messages for BBQs, so it's not like in general where it's like clogging up everything or it's confusing. You can talk, you cannot talk. We're I'm making it as easy as possible for BBQs because like again with the raid situation, 
like i get it i i totally get having a bad raid experience and like being tainted of like i don't want to do this anymore so like between the communities here that i've attempted to build I'm trying to make it as easy and friendly and possible for that uh yeah so i i think i think the bbq stuff is good and i think the co-op stuff is good uh none of that dis none of that has to do with the frame rate is still bad um <laughs> but we we run really long there's one more thing i want to talk about although there's probably a bunch on our list that we missed uh we'll end on a bad note legendary pokemon there's 25 oh. of them that have come back <sighs> oh that there are. I cannot <laughs> tell you the just this exhausted sigh that I made when I first saw that they were shiny locked, and I went, "Oh, I just and the." <laughs> I actually laughed out loud. I actually lol'd in real life when I found I that out. I, I cackled <sighs> that that was a thing that happened because it was funny because the the week before people are like, "Steve, you think the things are going to be shiny locked?" And I was like, "Why would they do that?" <laughs> Why yeah. do you think there's that? Li there's literally a Twitch stream clip of you doing it, and it's like just amazing. You're just so dismissive of the idea, and I would be too. It's like, why would they suddenly decide they're going to shiny lock these Pokemon that you've been able to shiny shiny hunt for ten games now? Yeah, oh, like Rayquaza has been shiny. Like you can hunt Rayquaza for like twenty some years. Why would they lock him? They really want you to go back and do Dynamax Adventures. That's what it is. <laughs> Sorry. I, ha I have thoughts. <laughs> Hannah, when you heard the news, hit me, hit me with your... I had the opposite kind of thing that you did. I had been saying for the few days before the DLC came out that I, I'm holding my breath. I'm not going to be certain that they are not shiny locked until I see that they are not shiny locked and that they were. They are shiny locked. For me, it is what it is. I'm not a huge shiny hunter, but I can see a lot of people being really disappointed in it. Yeah, uh, here, here's my hot take. Shiny locks have been around since Gen 5. The first Pokemon that they like ultimately shiny locked that people noticed were Reshiram and Zekrom. Obviously, you've, you have to catch them before the finals of, you know, of a spoiler. You got to catch Reshiram and Zekrom in black and white. <laughs> They're on the cover. Ah. <laughs> um. <laughs> And I don't know if I'm misremembering or if I read an article or if I talked to like somebody from Bulbapedia or Cerebi. I don't think it was Joe. I, I would remember my conversation with Joe. Um, that there was like an interview saying that the reason they shiny locked those Pokemon is because they were so proud of the story and they didn't want people to get there and then reset over and over and then never finish the story. I think that was the initial statement that they put out somewhere, whether it was like translated in Japanese or uh, maybe I just dreamed it up. That sounds pretty accurate. Al is shaking his head, I, so I think I'm not remembering. No, I was, I was, I was kind of like, yeah, I, I agreeing with you. I think. I, yeah, I I'm pretty sure it was like way. we're proud of the story. We didn't want people to get like stuck here. We wanted people to see the ending of the game. Now, if you take that same logic and you apply that to like starters being shiny locked, it makes sense. Like we want you. Like, how many people do you know are still at Briefcase Simulator and Diamond and Pearl? I actually know like five people <laughs> who actually bought that game and never played it, and they're still like shiny hunting Mudkip or whatever. Like, it makes sense in the sense of like, hey, we just want you to like play our video game. We're proud of this. We want you to see the ending. Just finish our game, please. Shiny locks have never. Here's my so my hot take is shiny locks have never bothered me ever. I've never thought about it. It's never stressed me out. Like if like when somebody was like Cubfu shiny locked, I was like, don't care. 
he will I will get his shiny one day. I uh, am very privileged. I get to play Pokemon as a job. I've been shiny hunting for six years. I have probably 900 unique shinies throughout Pokemon Go, Sun and Moon, Diamond and Pearl, like like every Pokemon game imaginable. I got shinies from Colosseum. I got shinies from Gale of Darkness. I got shinies from Fire Red, Leaf Green. I got them all. I got shinies from Pokemon Crystal. We're, well, I got shinies for days. Every game, I'm swimming in them. I have so many shiny Pokemon that I don't even have them organized yet. They're just in boxes and boxes. I still have over 100 shinies in X and Y that I have not moved into Pokemon Home because I wanted to get ribbons on them before I moved them. Like, I have 800 unique shinies. You know what that means? I have 500 Pokemon I don't have shiny. And that was after six years. So for me, shiny locks have never bothered me because it's like I, I got things to hunt. I still don't have a shiny Furfru. Well, no, that's not true. I did get a shiny Furfru recently in Pokemon Go. I have one now. I, I'm trying to think of a Pokemon in the Indigo <laughs> disc that I don't have shiny. This was my problem, though, with Legends, is so many people were like, oh, man, I love shiny hunting in Legends. And I got to Legends, and I was like, I have all of this. Like, like oh, you know what I didn't have? I literally said this this week. I, like, Because uh, <laughs> we were talking about shiny locks. Al is right. There's like a clip of me saying, like, why would you? Like, I was so dismissed. I was like, why did you think they were shiny locked? And then, I was, and then I brought up Legends. And I would say, the only shiny I didn't get in Legends was Hisuian Quillfish. I have the Weird Ears. I have the Ursalunas. I have the Cleavers. I have everything else. My first shiny in Indigo Disc was Hisuian Quillfish. So now that's checked off the list. But, like, for me, it's never bothered me. Um, because like I said, I have 500 some Pokemon to shiny hunt. And if Cub Fu or Glastrier or Spectrier were not shiny locked, I would consider hunting them depending on what the method was. If the method was like, turn your console off and turn it back on, I'd be like, mm, nah, maybe later. Like I have, again, I have other Pokemon I can shiny hunt way faster and I would rather do that than to come back this. And then... As a Pokemon fan, you're almost rewarded for waiting it out, right? Like, sometimes they give away Shinies as distributions. Sometimes, like, something like Dynamax Venture comes along, and you're like, oh, cool, I could get it this way. I don't know. I, I, I totally get, like, my favorite Pokemon of all time is Urshifu. I just want Shiny Urshifu. I get that. I, I understand that. Like, if your favorite Pokemon is Shiny Locked, if your favorite Pokemon is Victini, you have probably had tears for the last, like, 13 years. Because Victini is still Shiny Locked. That doesn't separate... Even though I don't care about shiny locks, it's never bothered me. I am so dumbfounded that they shiny lock these. I just, I, I don't get it. Like, I, I think I get it, but, I, but also, like, why? I think this is the thing, right? Like, I, I, I like you. I'm fine with them, especially in their first games being shiny locked, right? Like, I get that. I, I understand that. Like, we don't want you to just be obsessed with shinies. Just play the game. Just and you'll catch get the Calyrex. I get Just that. catch the horse. Please finish I, this yeah. DLC. <laughs> I get that. I totally get that. Because here's the thing, right? I'm I'm going to catch it the first time anyway, right? Maybe I'll have another game if I, if it wasn't Shiny Lock to do that. Whatever. Fine. What I find really weird is when it when it stops having Shiny Locks on it, the idea of putting a Shiny Lock back on that, there's... I don't... You're not going, this is now rarer than it was because you could still get it in all the existing places, especially when almost all of these Pokemon you can shiny hunt in Pokemon Go, right? You par funnel money into that game, you can get them all in a day, right? Well, I mean, obviously, it's time limited depending on when you can do it, but it, it's not hard or 
time consuming to get them and go. It just costs money, right? Like that is <laughs> money is time, man. Money is time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, right? But that's the thing. Like that's that's where you can get them, and so it's not like any of these other than obviously the ones that are have never been shiny unlocked, right? The specifically the sword and shield ones that all of them you could there's so many of them if you really want them to be right like i can i can go and get one someone can get me one it's not hard i just i want to i want to hunt it myself and i didn't do them in dynamax adventure just because i wasn't a huge fan of that process it just it's such a bizarre I guess i'm going back to shiny hunting and go then <laughs> um so i understand shiny lock in the sense of this is something you need to catch to progress the story. What we just talked about, right? Like you need to catch Cub Fu to finish Isle of Armor. You need to catch a horse to finish Crown Tundra. You need to catch the three birds to finish Crown Tundra as well, right? Like I get that. And I'm I'm also okay with waiting a generation for them to be shiny locked because that's how it was, right? Like these were shiny locked here. Next game, they're not shiny locked. Get that. Understand that. I have two theories. Um, the first theory is that they couldn't get it to work. <laughs> Whatever they were programming, they ran out of time, right? Like, you gotta, you, the game had to ship this year. Whatever method they were supposed to do was, was, was not supposed to work. Uh, who knows what the method was, if there was a method. Who knows if that... Or, if there wasn't a method, uh, my thought process is that they looked at Dynamax Adventure... And they were like, no one is catching these. Now, I think about my Dynamax adventure. Again, very privileged. I get to play Pokemon every day. I caught three Pokemon in Dynamax adventure. I can think of all of them. I caught a shiny Landorus, which took me forever. But I wanted a shiny Landorus for competitive. So I did Dynamax adventure over and over and over again. And I finally got a shiny Landorus. And then I got a shiny Guzzlord. And I just got really lucky. I was like, you know, Guzzlord's one of the one Ultra Beasts I don't have shiny. I have a Guzzlord Dynamax Adventure. I'll do it. And I think I did it like three times and I got shiny to Guzzlord. And then I caught a non-shiny Kartana because I had a tournament. And I was like, I need a Kartana. I'm just going to go through Dynamax Adventure. Don't care if it's shiny. Need to catch it. I have never caught another shiny in Dynamax Adventure, even though I've done a million Dynamax Adventures because I would get to the end and I would be like, uh, Reshiram, I'll catch it next time. I don't need it right now. Like, I, why would you catch it? Just, it's not shiny, so just come back later. So I wonder if they looked at that and they were like, no one is catching our legendary Pokemon because it's not a different color. And they were like, we're going we're yeah. to stick it to you guys because you, you guys not... complained about our frame rate. No, you don't get shinies. It's possible that that's logic, but I, I, don't, I don't think it makes sense. So I think... Probably most people aren't catching those legendaries. And I think a large chunk of those people is because they want, they're shiny hunting. And you get bored after a while. But I suspect it's also because it's just, it's a lot of work to do Dynamax adventures, right? So the people who aren't shiny hunting aren't going to do it anyway, right? These ones are much simpler. I don't think there's a huge overlap between people who would shiny hunt the, legend, the legendaries and people who would catch them if they weren't shiny because... I already have a hundred of them. <laughs> like, I don't... Why do I care about this particular Rayquaza, as you say? Like, why, why, why yeah, would yeah. I... Ca like, I mean, the only exciting ones here are, are the, the horses and the Kupfu. Those yeah, are the actual I'll, I'll probably go ones. get them. But I just... Yeah, it's bizarre. 
I don't I don't think that that's going to make people catch them. You know. I would I mean like I was excited if they were marked. I was excited if they could be big or small. I don't think they can be. Um I would maybe understand if there was like some story to it, but as far as I'm understanding Snackworth just tells you like his personal story and it's really not that deep for each legend. I would it's understand like I maybe <laughs> if you caught like if you caught like 25 something would happen, but I don't think it's that either. It's like cool like like legendaries are cool. There's no debate. Like we've talked about this last week where like people came back for Mewtwo. People would come back if they wanted like people were very like oh Dialga Palkia here like I I still cannot believe how many people was like came back for Dialga Palkia. Like I like Al, I have a million Dialga and Palkia. I just have so many of them. They've been around for 15 plus years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've figured out that people come back for legendary Pokemon and people come back for starters. Yep. And they've finally implemented a game where they have largely <laughs> done most of both of that. But don't worry, we'll yeah. get a third DLC. They'll bring back Beedrill. That'll really bring back the masses. <laughs> and this, the other thing is, like, I, I wondered when I first saw it was, oh, is this because they want to put them in raids and they want you to get the shiny in the raids? But they've not, they've not really done that either. No, we're they haven't really we're done over that. a year past this game. And they haven't done it at all. They didn't do it in Sword and Shield. I think there was the there was the Mewtwo that could be shiny, but you couldn't catch it. No, that was their aura. <laughs> oh, it was their aura. It was their shiny, aura. you can catch it. But they haven't done another shiny legendary in any of the raids in either of the games they've done raids in. So just it's not even that. I still think for Pokemon Day they're going to do shiny Rayquaza to line up with the anime, and that you could catch that one shiny Rayquaza in a seven star raid. I I think that I still think that's coming you can yeah, uh, look i was uh, you can clip that that's fine <laughs> i i don't know how else maybe. you what else would be exciting to celebrate pokemon day especially now that we know the anime is coming out two days beforehand and the second episode <laughs> of the anime has shiny rayquaza doesn't it i think it's the second episode where they see it um you're assuming a lot of uh coordination there between japan and america though, um which doesn't always happen yeah that's true what how can they top Mewtwo? Like Shiny Rayquaza can definitely top Mewtwo. And they 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 had to have known that like Mewtwo made returning game things spike. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like if that was the case they wouldn't have put him in the game as a as an encounter, right? Cuz it's like Dialga and Palkia they just did. They're not they're not encounters in the game. Yeah. So I I feel like they they've kept out some of them so that they can do them as as raids. I feel like they wouldn't then do that with Rayquaza. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like Xerneas and Z uh not Zygarde, uh Yvatal show up in raids. Like one is for Scarlet, one is for Violet. Like that that Possibly. none of that would surprise me. I don't yeah, I don't think they're saving shinies for raids specifically because they haven't really done that. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is like we can get away with this now of like like I, I also don't think that there's a person out there. That's like sitting on the fence for the DLC. And they're like, hmm, I would only buy the I would only spend forty dollars on this if I could shiny hunt Cub Fu. There might be like two. You know there's people. one person. Yeah, there's, there's one person. Be at least they're one. they're like, watching on. this video right you now. You know there's like, someone. They're like, fine. They're, they're typing. They're it's typing. Me. <laughs> it's me. I would have spent forty dollars on shiny cub fu. But like <laughs> I like I look forward to seeing your comment, commenter. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Like, but like in reality, like 
it, whether you're making a Pokemon game or a, a Halo game or whatever, you are making it to appeal to as many people as possible. And like maybe Game Freak, I, I again, I'm not justifying the shiny lock. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's silly. I think it's really weird. I cannot believe that they did it, but. And also, pro- like, shiny hunters are in such a minority. While shiny hunting is very popular, and while maybe on Pokemon circles that you're in, whether that's Twitter or Instagram or Discord, you'll see a lot. Those are hardcore Pokemon fans. Like, the majority of people do not shiny hunt. That's like, true, but it has become more popular. Yeah, no, it has become more uh, accepted. I think Pokemon Go plays a huge part in that. Um, but there are still people who play Pokemon Go that literally play once a month, and the day they play is Commune Day, and they play because their friends are playing. The increased odds, they're usually roped out. Like Greg doesn't play Pokemon Go at all anymore. He plays when I'm like, "Hey, Greg, you want to come to Commune Day?" And then he shows up. I don't think he opens the app any other time. <laughs> He's literally that person. I, I think. I mean, you could. Yeah, you could go back to like discussing about what we did at the beginning, which is with the Battle Tower, and but this is so different from that because this is like. They didn't need to implement something different for this. They've done all that work. The Pokemon exist. The encounters exist. The shiny code in the game exists. They've just said, but this one can't be. Right? Yeah. Like, it's it's very, it's like, if they turned that off, it's not like nothing would work. It would work. Right? You might have terrible odds, but I don't think anybody's like, oh, I can't believe they didn't give us one in 25 odds. Right? Like, it's going to be hard. No, I mean, somebody it, it would, would say that too. <laughs> okay right yeah okay sure fine someone's gonna say it but most people would be like no you're silly right the reason the lower the the lower the odds the harder it is to do a thing generally but lower odds higher odds doesn't matter but it's not like they haven't implemented a feature it's they've explicitly said this is exempt from the feature that exists in the game that's the weird thing about this yeah um (sighs) I don't know. I haven't done any of Snackworth's quest, but I'm assuming you just give them the snacks and then go to the legend spot. It's there and you just catch it. I'm assuming that's all there is to it with some dialogue. Yeah. Like Very I much. I think maybe going back to my theory that they didn't know how to do it. Like when like is, like when does it spawn? Like can you can you have both like Rayquaza and Kubfu and Glaster on the map at the same time? I'm not sure actually. I've not looked into that. I do. I do know that even though the f- locations are fixed, you still have to go and talk to Snackworth before it spawns. But I don't know whether you can have two spawning at the same time. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I again. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's silly. I do. I don't think there's going to be. I still don't think there's going to be a third DLC. I. Th- I think. I think there's going to be an update like Legends Arceus. Where it's like a free update. Yeah, there's definitely not going to be a third, a third. But I, I don't, I, I don't know how they sell us a third DLC. No, like I, I don't know how they sell us for a third DLC because people will buy DLCs for starters and legends. We know this for sure. People are not going to buy a DLC for B Drill or the other. It just two, turns off the shiny lock. Or, or the other two hundred Pokemon. Usually, legend like. Usually legends and that stuff are like the end of like we're done with this. I also don't think like I'm just I just don't want I I just don't want to pay for more content in this engine. Like just move on to Gen 10. Like the frame rate is bad. We're still falling through the floor. The game is still glitchy. Like you've you've done what you could. You've already gave us two DLCs. Things are not better. It's fine. 
the people who love it, like myself, like everyone probably maybe listening to the show, we 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 have suffered through it because there is something <laughs> charming to these games. It's just held back. Like these these could be the best Pokemon games of all times if it wasn't for all like ten little technical issues. And I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't say frame rate is little. Like that's a big issue, but. Like these games are so no close reason. to being like yeah. generally some of the best games. Like graphically, they could look better, they could run better, maybe have like more stuff in the towns, but obviously they can't because that would make it run worse. Like I totally like uh, we've we've talked about this to death. Yeah, I I don't see a third p- paid DLC, nor do I see thing they be a, they being the Nintendo being able to market that. Like, what are you getting this time? That like they they starters and legends are the top. That they can offer, and they they did. They offered it. I guess that'll lead to the podcast next week. There's a lot of things unanswered, and there's. <laughs> I thought they were in the game, and I finished the game, and I was like, I saw on Twitter that they're supposed to be. Uh, we're supposed to go back to Kitakami for like to make some moshi, and where's the moshi? Where's <laughs> where's the moshi? Oh, you're talking about that, are you? <laughs> where's the moshi? <laughs> you don't want the answer to that question. <laughs> Where's the Moshi? I want the Moshi. Not an S. It's a CH. Mochi. I a I can barely like speak chocolate. English. I can I can barely do it. <laughs> Ohio gozaimasu. But also, look the they found the data miners found a room in Legends Arceus. They were like, look at we're going back to our childhood room, and that never that never happened. I just want to point out that if you saw things on the internet like me, not I didn't seek them out, by the way. I cannot stand Twitter being like, look at this. And I'm like, oh cool, I'll get to that eventually. Oh wait, that's not in the game at all. Uh remember everyone thought we were, we were gonna get paid DLC for Legends Arceus? That didn't happen. <laughs> I don't know. Remember when I thought the shiny the, the legends weren't going to be shiny locked and hey there they are they're shiny locked I don't know if you, Steve if you keep talking about this I will say things so you <laughs> <laughs> just uh I guess you I guess you'll have to wait till next week we'll talk about it next week because I think it's story related Hannah's shaking her head for the audio people Hannah's our story expert she's been dying this entire three hours she's like let me. Talk about Drayton. No, you can't. I know he's great. You can't talk about him. Next week. <laughs> Al uh, and Hannah, thanks for being here. I'm done with the story. I did it. So if you don't want any story spoilers, uh, I'll just be completing the... I, I need four Pokemon for my Pokedex. You can probably guess what those four Pokemon are if you've made it to the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that on Monday, and then I'm going to go Milsery. So uh, I'll be doing BBQs. This week on Twitch, Hannah will be doing BBQs on Twitch as well, I'm assuming. Yep. That stuff will be in the show notes. I'm giving away, uh, Nintendo gave me two copies of the DLC bundle packs. It comes with base game, comes with the DLC digital versions. Uh, That giveaway will be in the show notes. So um, that ends on Thursday. So if you're listening to this on Monday, that ends on, would you get down? That, uh, (laughs) That ends on Thursday. So if you want to enter, that's completely free, U.S. only. Um, I think that's it. I think that I think that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, I think I think we're all positive on the DLC. Everyone. Oh yes. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
So I'm playing it. So <laughs> I'm playing it. I spent the money. <laughs> I've spent some time in it. So there we are. All right. We will be back next week. Next week, we will be talking about the entire story. So hopefully we did a good job not spoiling things for you. Uh, but we'll be talking about the entire story. No, no spoiler limits on that one. So that's the plan. Um, I think Al will come back for that. Al, you come back for the story. I mean, you haven't asked me, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I thought I thought I thought it was a package deal. I thought you were the DLC guy for this. Jeez. Depends when you're doing it, but probably yeah. Okay, we, we <laughs> we'll discuss be... that off the podcast. Let's not discuss my calendar right now. <laughs> okay, we'll go back to the Moshi stuff. All right, all right, all right. We. <laughs> we will be back next week this has been another episode of the pokemon podcast and we are oh super effective i don't have anything for super you. doing bbqs until we're done i'm done <laughs> i'm not This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers of this episode, starting with Stephen, Kay, Yarny, Tony, Stuart, Matthew, Bovine, Catherine, Josh, Jessica, Fumes, Chris, and Brady. And a huge shout out to our executive producer, Spencer. If you too would like to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to patreon.com slash pkmncast to sign up and support the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you next episode.